Hello everyone, Happy New Year to you all. I'm glad to be back and present the first episode of the year, complete with a still horrible recording mic on my end. Trying to work through the bugs, so I apologize ahead of time. This episode was recorded around Thanksgiving, and I again I apologize for taking so long. I moved to Miami for a position with a company down here, and even though I've had some time, I just haven't had the mental capacity to put this together. Moving forward, I'll be doing one episode a month. That being said, all rights are reserved to Hajime Yatate, Tokyo Pop, Shinichiro Watanabe, Studio Sunrise, Funimation, and TV Tokyo. A special shout out to the Seatbelts for creating one of the greatest soundtracks in anime. Please listen to their work on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your music. You won't regret it. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode about Cowboy Bebop. Bobcast, you could just like rename it, just be like special the Bobcast, but you would have to bring me back because you know that I know everything about Bob. Welcome to the Who's Anime Is It Anyway podcast, the podcast where everything is made up and the score does not matter. That's right, the score does not matter, much like Faye doesn't really matter to Spike. That is very true. Yikes, big yikes for her! Big (laughs) yikes for for her, poor gal. Oh, she was born in 1994. What's up? So, wait, wait a minute. What what up, Faye? <laughs> Bro, she would have been the homie. Actually, no, she probably wouldn't have been cool. She probably no. would have been like a. No, probably would have been annoying. Yeah, come on, you you. I don't think you could would get along with Faye Valentine. Not how she was as a post cryogenic adult, but maybe beforehand. We don't know her temperament. True. Which is what I'm saying. Oh, she spent 54 years suspended in anime. Honestly, suspended. Criminal records. Yeah, I know. So do I. I don't want to live through this shit. But. <laughs> I am your host again. My name is Aaron. Welcome to the show. With me, I have the uh, the Lord Farquaad herself <laughs> at Lord Show. Lee, Lee, how are you? Good. How are you? It's been um, a while. I know it's been ugh, since the beginning of quarantine. An indeterminate amount of time. <laughs> hmm. I think I owe you your book back. Oh my god! Yeah, I think I owe you your book back. <laughs> I actually. So the problem is, is I haven't read it yet. So I gotta fit. <laughs> I gotta well, read it and give it back to you on Christmas. In Christmas. Fair enough. That that other one's in storage because uh, you know we moved and such, so everything's in boxes. Oh, you guys moved? Uh yeah, we're back. We're both living at home right now. Nice. Oh wait, from uh from you moved out of your place and moved back yeah. into. Canada. So that book is probably on my bookshelf in the storage unit. <laughs> fun, 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 fun. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I know that moving feeling. <laughs> I bet you it's, moved a little further away than I did. Well, yeah, it, but uh, but moving's never fun. We, um, Lee and I, have known each other now for probably ten years. Ten years. Uh, middle school, right? Yeah. yeah, give or take. If if you want to know how old we are, <laughs> um, most of the people that listen to this podcast know who who I am slash we are. So I guess that doesn't really matter. But. Um, in the eventuality that this becomes like a big thing you know <laughs> i know <laughs> everyone will be like who are you people who are you? who are you people 
I've, I've watched anime for a long time. Leah's not watched anime for a long time. So we're back to the scrubs on the podcast. Uh, in the last podcast, we had Ryan, who has watched a lot. In the first two podcasts, we had some scrubs. So we welcome another scrub to, you know, a bender, if you will, to the podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> don't use my own terminology against me. I, I will have to. Because for years, I had to hear about be, uh, about being a bender, um, mainly because I can't skate. So anybody who can't skate is automatically a bender. So Leah's gotten into anime recently, I think, recently. Yeah, shout out to my cousin Jack, dude. Um, he put me on to Doro Hidoro back in July of 2020, so this year. Um, and I really was like, okay, like I'll watch it, whatever. Sure. And it ended up being really, really cool, and that's all she wrote. And you, you uh, watched the whole thing, and then I think read that whole. Manga. Yeah, I did. Um, it's not completed on. Um, so Netflix actually, unfortunately, has some rights to it, I believe. <laughs> um, so yeah, I watched it on Netflix and didn't know if the manga was complete or not, and it actually was. So I, <laughs> I ended up finishing it in three days. <laughs> that's. I mean, yeah, if it's 176 chapters, that's kind of ridiculous. Unless you're talking <laughs> about the uh, the anime. 23 volumes later, I oh, couldn't help yeah. myself. Yeah, that, I'm sure that cut into the studying there a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but you know, I was a uh, built different, you know. <laughs> different. So it doesn't make any sense. People, uh, I under grossly underestimated my adult friends being able to binge everything. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, get home from work, long day. Next thing you know, it's four or five in the morning. You have to be up in two or three hours. Four or five in the morning? <laughs> I would assume that's how he did it. No, oh, I was talking about, oh, I thought that you were talking about yourself. Oh, absolutely not. No, I go to bed at 930. Mm. Oh, you are an old. Yeah, I'm aging rapidly. Oh boy, because your back hurt and... Mm-hmm. Well, you still have gray hair. Don't be so sure. Mm. It's coming in found some uh, salt in my beard last year and that was uh that was extremely problematic for my psyche 2020 i was i was 22 years old when i found salt in my beard that's not fair oh tragic but that's kind of that's honestly like everyone's kind of precursor is just like ah, i watched like avatar and spongebob and you know all the nickelodeon and, and cartoon network shows so right yeah yeah i was obviously as you very well know huge spongebob fan to no surprise um she wants to do a bobcast yeah bobcast catch me on the bobcast um but another one that really i really really love that i got into more as an adult is rick and morty huge into rick and morty and all the theories um and i feel like that's kind of easier to i mean you know kind of put me on to anime like curiosity in anime as well only because like you know there's also theories and you know more adult content and stuff that kind of you know more so picks your brain than just a children's cartoon um yeah. so even though it's not an anime i still really feel like that definitely helped to open up my mind in terms of like adult cartoons pretty much i mean it's definitely they drop a couple of they definitely drop a couple references to a a variety of different shows like that too because i think a lot of uh, i think those guys spent a lot of time on toonami like dan Harmon and justin roiland yeah they know 
a lot of things about a lot of things that I wouldn't expect someone like Dan Harmon to know about. <laughs> so didn't Dan Harmon do uh, Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah, but he also did, which is interesting, he did a, um, a live show as well. He did Community. I don't know if you know anything about I him. I did either, not but... know he did Community. Yeah, and then they lost him, which they actually made a joke the season that he left. They claimed to not remember anything because of a gas leak. Mm-hmm. And in turn, Dan Harmon's absence was the gas leak because that was one of everybody's least favorite seasons on the whole expansion of the show. <laughs> okay. Dan Harmon does good work, but, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, uh, I feel like we're rotating. We're, like, flipping flipping sides here. Oh, yeah. We start going to festivals once COVID's over. <laughs> and I'll be sitting inside, yeah, reading a lot of the books. Playing video More games. than anything now, but... <laughs> Do you read any books at all? I'm offended. Of course I do. I know, but like fictional books? Um, oh, what was I reading? Um, I was looking to get into Wheel of Time, which is a whole rabbit hole of, I don't even know. Um, my boyfriend is currently reading it, and he was saying that there's a lot of matriarchal magic and that I would really enjoy it. So whenever I magically <laughs> obtain more free time, I would love to read Wheel of Time. It's pretty lengthy. The books are really fat. You're not, um, you're not a fan of magic. Me? No, absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> see, what else have I read? Um, I've been reading, honestly, I've been reading more um, books on psychedelic medicine. I've been reading more really informational books than anything else. Um, yeah. But. You should read the gospel according to Biff. Sounds very, very familiar to me. Send me yeah. that. <laughs> send me, send me an Amazon link. Actually, no, send me a, if they sell it at a comic store. They, you can find it anywhere. It's called Lamb, technically. It's Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff. It's about Christ's childhood pal, or sometimes it's labeled as Jesus's best friend. It's one of the funniest books I've ever read. And it's also very knowledgeable about non-Christian mysticism. Which is really, yeah, it's really interesting because it pairs it with Jesus's like teenage years. I was like, oh, this is... This is really something. This is actually like something that should be talked about more often, but instead it's a satire book about like religion and the yeah, whole, yeah. That's that's pretty much. like the human condition. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> religion and the human condition. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, speaking of the human condition, we should probably talk about bebop, which is why we are here. Yeah. Um, so we. Lee has been watching, or has finished watching Bebop, and that took you precisely a day and a half, it seems like. Uh, not true. <laughs> Correction. It's been... So basically how that started was my boyfriend and I were looking for something else to watch. I finished Doro Hidoro on Netflix before I started reading the manga, and I was like, okay, I need something else somewhat similar. Obviously, it's not as gory, but... um. The yeah. plot line was very fat, and I enjoyed that. I enjoy something that makes me think. Um, so I have actually been watching it and kind of analyzing it since, what is it now, November, um, mid-October? Because mm. for the first, oh man, the first five episodes, I didn't know what was going on for probably, I had to rewatch it maybe three times to even get a grip on what was going on. Because, you know, he talks about, in the very beginning, we see red eye and i don't think i saw i don't think i saw red eye again until they mentioned it however many episodes later and it wasn't even actually presented in that episode yeah it was a long time and it was yeah. more about the uh it was more about the syndicate than anything else. right and than anything else so 
Um, there was just a lot of what I felt to be jumping around, but it was actually me not paying direct, enough direct attention. But once I did, obviously everything kind of fell into place and I had a better understanding of what was going on. Yeah. It's one of those shows where there are a couple shows, and that's why I think a lot of people like the standard sitcom, is you can do stuff while you're watching it and not have to like really pay attention and kind of get a gist of the episode. But like with a lot of the anime shows, you kind of have to pay attention or else you're just not going to get what's going on. Well, I feel like that happens because people make sitcoms to have no cohesive endpoint, So they can just continue rolling and rolling and rolling. Like every episode has a different, you know, different top like subject matter, but it doesn't have purpose in the main plot of the, of this show, I guess you could say. Like, in my opinion, something like The Office, I, I love it, no hate, but the only reason it let, went on so long is because yes, there was a plot, but there were so many filler episodes between plot episodes. And I feel like er every anime that I have watched has just been like strictly subject matter and to the point. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it is a bad show and, and that's why I have all the hate. And, so, <laughs> I, and and I know I'll catch flack for that because I always do, but I think I think The Office is overrated. I couldn't care less. I never really watched it to, you know, I, it was a bedtime show or like a study show. I was never like, oh my God, I need to talk to everybody about this show. It's just, it exists. It's not horrid to me, at least. <laughs> the crazy people are the ones that put like that on their dating profiles. And if you don't like The Office, <laughs> they'll, like, they'll like swipe left on you. And, I'll be like, and, and some people I've seen will be like, They'll put the off. They love the office and they love astrology in their bios just to get people to swipe on them, and it works every time. Apparently, I was like, That's "This is pretty... ridiculous." <sighs> must what a life that must be to get swiped right on because you enjoy the office, the hive mind, <laughs> the office and astrology hive mind. Yeah, no, exactly. no offense. I mean, all offense to the astrologists out there, but all right. Take it easy. If you heard the beginning of the podcast, then you're already familiar with the music if you haven't watched the show. Having a non-spoiler section is, I, I don't want to say it's redundant for the show, just because so many people have, like know what it is, not like have seen it per se. But long story short, I'm sure Lee can attest to this. Watch the show. It's, it's a classic. It's, uh, it has like an extremely high rating on everything that you've ever seen it's one of the best english dubs that exists out there um it's almost honestly if you don't even if you don't like english dubs like i don't want to say it's not worth watching it in japanese but there really isn't a difference i prefer the english dub because i like the voice actors that are in it um like steve blum shout out steve blum or bloom however you want to pronounce it he is the homie he is uh spike spiegel in the show also so solid. i'm sorry he's so solid yeah yeah, he's, he's really good. He also plays Kakashi Hatake in Naruto and Orochimaru in Naruto. And a wide cast of characters. Also is the voice of the robot dude whose name escapes me from Toonami. Just a little just a little drop. But he's not going to ever listen to this podcast. But shout out Spike Spie or shout out Spike Spiegel, a.k.a. Steve Blum. He's a good guy to follow on Twitter, too. He's a, he's a big liberal, and we, we support the liberals on this podcast. So <laughs> there's, there, there's that as well. He's also a friend of Mark Hamill's, otherwise known as Luke Skywalker, for those who don't know who Luke Skywalker is. Shout out to those people. Shout out to the people who don't know who Luke Skywalker is at this point <laughs> in their life. I feel so horrible for you. What a life yeah. you must have. Yeah, seriously. The music, obviously Tank is really good. You, I don't know if you're a jazz fan. I am, but I'm not knowledgeable. Like, if it's on, I'll enjoy it. 
but I don't know any specific, like, you know, there's subgenres and all these other things. Like, don't care if you like or dislike it, but um, with EDM, it's almost like, you know, you have so many different subgenres, it's hard to pinpoint, you know, or even name all the different kinds. And I kind of feel like that might be a thing with jazz. I don't know. But I feel like I don't know any artists. I don't know anything yeah. about it. I just like how it sounds. I haven't really been as deep into jazz as I was in high school because uh, because of my friends at the time. But jazz, like you said, is has a variety of different um, different genres. It's it's hard to, it's hard to figure out the different. Uh, it is sometimes they don't tell you which genre, like what genre of jazz it is. You kind of just have to like know what it is, and I'm sure that can be the same for EDM. Um, yeah, I was under the impression that there's only one type of EDM. No, and then I, and, <laughs> then, I, and then I realized that. Actually, I think you told me that lo-fi was actually just EDM, pretty much, or a type of electric music. Yeah, I don't think, I, I would like to, lo-fi is definitely a sub, it's it's a popular genre. Um, I didn't realize that was a West Coast thing. Um, it's really weird because, okay, so like, it's just there's different, different sounds come from different places, just like different types of film come from different types of places, different kinds of art come from different types of places. Yeah. Um, I guess I could you could equate it to that. Yeah, I mean there's different rap for different cities. Right. You know, like Atlanta there's Atlanta rap, there's, you know, West Coast rap, East Coast rap, uh Detroit rap, which right. you know, some people in New York like to copy Detroit rap. And that's unfortunate because they try to claim it as their own. Allegedly. I'm not I'm not a rapper, but you know, I support my I support my city. So if, especially if New York is trying to take something not about that. Not a fan of New York. It's a it's a very terrible place, and I don't understand the allure. I think it's a bottom bottom tier city in a nut, like, as a whole. I don't really like Los Angeles that much. I lived there for you know four or five months, and it was highly overrated. Uh, you know, I took and everyone's like, oh, well, you know, what did you do? I was like, well, I took the train every day, so I, I like got my Los Angeles experience. I, I spent forty five minutes on the train. I lived in downtown LA. I went and did like Los Angeles stuff. I went to sporting events. It, it it's not any better than San Diego. Anyway, what do you think of? Have you lived in the Southwest though? Because where did they go um, on the bebop? Didn't they go to the Southwest of Earth? Did they go to did they South like Southwest Earth or Southwest? I'm so sorry. That was such a... Southwest <laughs> United States or Southwest, Southwest Earth? United States? I thought for to pick up Edward. Yeah, I think that's where they found Ed. Is it not? I don't know if they're American. European continent with explosive impact. I was I always thought Edward was Edward looks like Spanish. That's just interesting to me. I mean, I would have thought that it would have been over here somewhere because I don't really I didn't think they had. I always thought Edward was a Spaniard or a Balkan state. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, I guess obviously Earth would have looked a lot different, huh? <laughs> so what yeah. would I know? Like the easy the easy one to say would be German just because their name is Edward. Right. Or British or something like that. Because the Brits always figure out a way to enter into anime for some reason. <laughs> they uh, did their nose into everything. Yeah. Shout out Code Gias, where the Brits actually won the Revolutionary War and like took over most of the continents. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a of revisionist history. <sighs> Which is interesting. That's another show that everyone should watch. And I will do a podcast on that after I do my Death Note podcast, which is also another show you should watch. You would like Death Note specifically because of their um, 
because the conversations around Shinigami, which are gods of death, specifically. Very interesting. So, so yeah, so the music, we, we got sidetracked, but... It's to no surprise. <laughs> yes, but I mean, you are an EDM fan, um, so probably the change to jazz, probably honestly wasn't that hard, like a lot, there are three, the three weird... I would say, not to cut you off, but I wouldn't say yeah. I've, I'm not a fan of anything else but EDM. Um, I'm an EBC, everything but country. <laughs> I realized there was an acronym for that. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, okay. I guess uh, that's what I was told. But yeah, um, you know, I can get down with pretty much anything. It's just my heart and soul lies with electronic music. But the jazz, jazz is jazz is very interesting to me. I it takes. A, I have a lot of respect for people who play jazz. It's hard. It's really impromptu. Hard. I feel like there's a lot of impromptu involved. Yeah. The best part about the show too is that they actually have like a live band doing all this. I didn't and, know that. Yeah, they go on tour. They're called the Seatbelts. Oh my god! They actually, like, <laughs> after after this COVID era, they actually have. I don't know if they go on tour anymore. Uh, oh, years active, twenty twenty to present. Let's go! Yeah, definitely so, gonna buy a ticket. They have. They do vocals from like a bunch of different people. The band is actually just the band, from what I remember, and they have vocals from different people. Okay. So. They do they do mainly jazz, but they also dip into rock, electronic, funk, blues, and J-pop, oh. which is interesting. They're really really good, and I didn't I I watched the show in I think my freshman or sophomore year of high school, and my cousin is really into was a musician for a long time, still plays the drums, and a lot of my friend like my friends at that time were musicians like Brett and uh, Tristan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they both they they saw like this the um they looked at the sheet music for Tank and they're like this is this is absurd like this is an orchestral piece as like a <laughs> as like a jazz composition. Right. I when I first heard it, I was like, this is so jazzy, but also so big bandy. Yes. Yeah, and it's played. I think I don't even think they did a big band for that. I think it's played by five people what yeah exactly <laughs> i when i when i first heard that i visioned like i when i if i would close my if i were to close my eyes and think about who was playing that song i pictured a bunch of men and women in suits with little bow ties on and there's probably between 20 and 30 of them <laughs> i i don't think there's that many like unfortunately the song is a big band jazz piece in a land infused hard pop style land infused that's pretty wild oh yeah because they have the bongo drums yeah a rhythm section that combines a double bass and bongo drums. Yeah, I mean it's it's really good and honestly, like it's not even it's not my favorite of all the pieces of music that they have. I actually really like the um, one of the songs that they play while they're just kind of like hanging out. And I know everyone's like, those oh. are some of the best in my opinion. Like they yeah. they're really underrated. I feel like people are like, oh, the intro and the outro, the intro and the outro. But I also really, you know, after I finished it, I put it on for background noise. Yeah. Sometimes just like, you know, hearing them talk and that just really, really smooth, very, very chill, relaxing jazz was just playing in the background. My favorite one is when Asimov and his girl are about to die. Um, I'm doing that, I'm spoiling, sorry. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Let me out. I'm gonna in the first it. episode. In the first episode, let me rephrase. In the first episode when um, they're flying around in their ships and whatnot near the end, it's just, I don't know, it's 
I don't even know how to describe it. It's very the chase scenes too are have some of the best music. See, for, that didn't stick out to me like that first oh. episode did for some reason. I that just that it's the it's the calmness and the chaos that really made that stick out to me. I think that might have been what that was. Okay. Oh, so it might be um it might be Waltz for Zizi, which I I really like. It might be Cosmos. It might no, I know what you're about. It's Space Line. Yeah. That's the song that it is. I it, again, it's been two years, so. <laughs> Pulling that out of my pulling that out of my ass might be a problem, but <laughs> I, I think it I think it might be Spaceline if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Waltz for Zizi is is one of my favorite ones. It was one I spent a lot of time walking around to class in high school listening to. Was, really, that's what you, you know, that's what you had playing in the headphones. You know, like so oh my god, <laughs> I rarely listened to actual music in my headphones in high school. You just didn't want people to talk to you? Most of the time, no, 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 most of the time it was just anime soundtracks. Oh my God, that's even better. Nobody knew, everyone's like, oh, he probably listens to, you know, some rock or something like that. Like I'm a very white person, so it's probably like, oh, he's probably listening to some like classic rock or some shit. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Eminem or, or something, you know. Something, something ridiculous. Yeah, something cliche. But. That's pretty cool. I actually never knew that, but well, I I, I thought I told you about listening to the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. That you did tell me. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah that's that really was... interesting. That um, how, how different different songs stick out to different people, and um, you know, and si different situations too. I feel like sometimes I'll remember the music more from a specific scene that really stuck out to me. Yeah. And then you know, if it's just a random scene playing in the background, I'll be like, no, oh, this is nice, but then maybe two days later not remember it yeah i think that's i mean with anime every good anime that's out there that i've talked about or that like i will talk about with people it has a good soundtrack and i think that's like i think that's the big thing for star wars too that is the is like the difference maker between that and star trek for example is i honestly think soundtrack plays a big it's probably a, one of the most underlying roles in anything that isn't talked about as much, but should be respected more and what brings like people into a given series or like a given show or whatnot. Oh yeah, I think music can get you hooked for sure. Yeah. Like people love the office opening. And if it wasn't that good, like I don't know if I don't know if people would would love the show as much. That's an interesting take on that. Because I mean, I personally I I speaking on switching gears uh, quickly, I love the Doro Hidoro theme song. Very intense, but I just, it's catchy to me. And it's sure. well, like, you know, I, having never seen an anime and that being the, my segue into the anime realm, like, mm -hmm. I feel like if I didn't, if I wasn't in the kitchen making dinner and then, you know, I heard it and I was like, okay, this sounds kind of cool. So maybe I should watch this. And then like, I actually went in and so, like I said earlier, I went in, sat down, said, huh, I guess I'll watch it, you know, like, and now here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just haven't given it that much of a chance yet. So I should probably... I'll probably like the like the actual music of that once once that happens. Oh, rain is one that it's the uh, the one that has it's rain. It's walking in the rain. It's with the actual like English speaking guy. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I like I enjoy that one as well. That's yeah. episode what? It's it's definitely the one where they dip really hard into spikes memories with his ex-girlfriend 
Julia. Julia. Shout out Julia. Yeah, I think it is episode five. Yes, where they go into the syndicate and Spike talks to Vicious for the first time. I think that's the first time. Can't wait to get into spoilers because I have some some choice words to say about that. Okay, well, we'll 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 put this we'll move this along then. So animate like the animation of the show, classic, really good animation. Honestly, wish more people did animation like that nowadays. I don't like the three D animation at all. That's something we talked about with Dora Hidoro. Why though? Is it just because you started with the traditional, you know, like nineties anime? It looks clunky. See, I don't. I Which, the reason I'm impartial is because I don't know. I I wouldn't know any better. It'd be like if SpongeBob went to some weird 3D type. Well, SpongeBob kind of did go to some weird ass new new dude. Don't tell me you didn't notice the animation change from seasons four to five. Yeah, but it wasn't like it. It wasn't like they changed. I just don't. I don't like the mix of 3D. So. 3D and 2D that yeah. that people like that. Okay, yeah. I, I can respect that. I can respect that. But like I said, I'm I was impartial because I didn't know any better at the time. Like Star Wars: The Clone Wars is all 3D animation, and I like Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Like everything that comes out of uh, Lucasfilm is all 3D animation, and it's fine but it's because it's cohesive. It's not yeah. because it's a mix of both. No, it's just straight 3D animation. I don't yeah. like the mixture of animation, and it looks chunky. And I, it's just, it's the reason I don't like Berserker. We talked about that. Yeah, which is interesting because you would think that, I mean, maybe that was a Netflix thing. I don't know. But um, Kyu Hayashida, her artwork doesn't portray that to me in any way. No. But that's why that show probably would have been better animated as, like, Cowboy Bebop animation. Yeah. Which is really good. I think, you know, that in Evangelion, like, that era of shows, like, that Evangelion um, I don't like Dragon Ball Z, and I catch a lot of flack for that. I think it's overrated. It's honestly terrible. Um, old Naruto, like kind of, it's darker. It's a darker animation style as opposed to today's animation. Right. Um, it's not it, like darker means there's not as many colors. Not that it's like brighter. Right. Know. Like yeah, actual brightness. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how I mean. I enjoyed. I enjoyed both. This is my this is my personal take on it. I enjoyed both only because I enjoy because the way that they make everything look, it just like you said, darker. Mm-hmm. I prefer. I just for some reason I just get a different read on the show. Like I can, you can kind of also tell how a show is going to be based on how it's animated. Yeah, which is something that I really enjoy. Um, yeah, that's know, true. I, that's fair. Because I feel like they were both darker tones. One's just two and three dimensional. One's just two dimensional. I don't know. Like I said, I'm unbiased because I don't have any prior knowledge about any of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just kind of getting your feet wet, right? And which is interesting because I haven't really heard of Doro Doro mm-hmm. ever. Ryan's talked to me about that before, and I probably wasn't listening. You know, as I do. Um, <laughs> why? Why the person? One of the people who doesn't listen is having a podcast. I don't know. I've gotten, a lot, <laughs> I've gotten a lot better at it, I think. But then again, that's me thinking that I've gotten better at it. Probably still haven't gotten better at it. Also, probably why I'm single. So, <laughs> ladies, hit him up. <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> he doesn't listen. He's a good guy. Ah, thanks. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. The one that I sent you is from the episode with that actual, like, cowboy dude. Yeah. 
I, I don't know how I felt about him. I, he had a pretty large bout of amnesia. It was funny. I liked that whole. I liked that whole episode. To be honest, that I was liked, fun. I just, uh, welcome back to the podcast. This again is the Who's Animes and Anime podcast, where this time I actually don't talk like I have an octave higher voice than I actually do. Um, for the previous two podcasts, I've gotten really high for some reason. Not well, not in a good way. So, God, I wish. I mean, I don't smoke. I don't smoke weed. Sorry. <laughs> who does? Who does that? The devil's lettuce? Never. Not me. It should be legalized in all fifty states, except for the state I live in, because I'm a good Catholic boy. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't. Yeah. I mean, why did I even bring it up? Who does? No one does that. So we're gonna talk. A this is the spoiler section. That means there are spoilers. So you should definitely stop listening to the podcast, even though I would like you to continue listening to the podcast for very selfish reasons that go into the analytics of the podcast, which could potentially generate more money. But anyway, this is the spoiler section, so don't listen to the rest of the podcast. Um, we're going to talk a lot about the plot, about the characters, specifically about our thoughts on Faye Valentine for some reason, which uh, we have three thoughts about Faye Valentine. I would like her to put her stilettos on me, but that's, you know, what could a man do for a sock? Could they give Dobby a sock? Please? I mean, go to, go to prison. <laughs> Gulag. <laughs> Gulag. And they'll send you all that stuff. Immediate Part Google. of your commentary. We, there was a, the, Man, the Mandalorian had their episode today. And spoiler, this character called Ahsoka Thomas. No, you can't. What? You can't. I can't spoil that show? I thought you didn't like Star Wars. Oh my god. All I did was watch Star Wars this past March. You watched the Clone Wars? Did we talk about that? No, we did not. But I haven't watched. I've watched all the movies now, officially, okay. like in okay. order. Well, you should watch the Clone Wars. Four, five, six, one, two, three. Rank them real quick. Oh my god, four, five, and six are way better than one, two, and three. The R- old ones are the better. Rank them. Rank them. You have thirty. You have thirty seconds. Four was my favorite. Three was and no, six was pretty good. Three, one, two, five, and then what? Yeah. All right. That was 15 seconds. Um, so we're not here to talk about Star Wars. This is, this is, this is, <laughs> this is Edit this out. no, I'm not, because this is actually now a bit, every episode I've had so far is talking about Star Wars at least once. Oh my God. Now I'm going to look like Boo Boo the Fool because. And, and um, I swear so this tragic. is not a Star Wars podcast. Maybe one day. Delete. Control all delete. I don't want to hear my there are what? too many Star Wars podcasts. No, I'm keeping that in. Because you said five is a bottom tier movie and you put it behind one and two. Yeah. And I, uh, you pressured person. me with my 10 seconds. And no, I, I told you, no, I specifically said that I enjoy four, it's five, expensive. and six. Or, yeah, four, five, and six the most. And then you told me to choose. So, so, what, so what do I do when people tell me to choose? I panic. So Lee said four, six, one, two, no. five, or four, six, three, one, two, five. Which I didn't mean because I was forced into No, 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 no. She first the first response is always the true response. It's like a drunken response. You know it's true, but you don't want to believe it. And this is this is what this is definitely one of those situations. I'm not educated enough. No, I plead the fifth. I'm not educated <laughs> enough to actually make that decision. That was an unfair question. I told you I watched them all for the first time. So I just want the record to show that that Lee has said that five is worse than one and two, and we'll stop it at that. Um, Even if I didn't mean it, don't edit that part. <laughs> I'm not editing that part out. I'm gonna edit the part where you said you don't mean it out, but I'll I'm keeping the rest in. Oh my God.
Please don't publicly embarrass me. It was like your absolutely worst take of adding or like orange to uh as orange sherbet as an addition to chocolate and vanilla in that's, Neapolitan. It should be that way. It's that's that's, that's, that's why that's, that's disgusting. And those people also, for the people that listen to the podcast who also participate in my questions, which happens to be a large variety of people. Um, anybody who thinks that the chocolate is the odd man out in Neapolitan is an absolute animal and should be immediately sent to the gulag. Any, anybody, that is my first order as communist party leader is gulag for those that think strawberry and vanilla are the premier flavors in Neapolitan. No, it's all about chocolate, dude. I would just like omit everything else and then do 100% chocolate and then we can just omit Neapolitan ice cream. No, see, that wasn't the question though. But that's my answer to the question. No, your answer to the question was replacing strawberry with orange sherbet, and that's borderline <laughs> blasphemy. Uh, I'm a blast. I think I think you might be. I think I don't know if they've done this in 200 years, but you might be burned as a witch. Oh, I thought you were gonna say needle lobotomy. I was like, you're a little late. They probably did those in like 1767. Needle lobotomy. <laughs> oh, 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 gosh. Oh, I've seen like horror movie versions of that. You mean Clockwork Orange? <clears throat> Yeah, see, Clockwork Orange. Now now it's all just uh, Freudian combinations. I know. Clockwork Orange, Orange Sherbert, Indiopolitan. Must have something against the color orange. I must have some traumatic childhood experience to do with the color orange. Wait, you like you like orange. I don't know. Control-Alt-Delete. I'm over it. <laughs> so, bebop only. Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> this is not a Star Wars <laughs> podcast. This is not a Neapolitan ice cream podcast. I don't even know. It's not like the Bobcast. I don't know a good name for an ice cream podcast. Now that I could do. An ice cream podcast, I would flourish <laughs> in. Just me tasting the bread. It'll be like a it'll be like a less douchey version of um the creator of uh Barstool tasting pizzas. I'll just be tasting but ice I, cream. <laughs> I right now, this is how I feel like this conversation is going. We're not talking about this <laughs> or this. We're talking about this, and I'm just, my head is like spinning. Star Wars, ice cream, other anime, and I'm just like over here like, Bebop. Please, please, may I have some Bebop? (laughs) Spare Bebop. And then we can talk about anime. Alright, welcome back to the Bobcast. Um, Not to be confused with the Bobcast, which is a podcast that I have with Lee strictly talking about Spongebob Squarepants. This is the Bobcast, which we talk about Cowboy Bebop. Which is centered around a character not named SpongeBob SquarePants. It's called Spikes People. Same SS. Sorry, uh, <laughs> the same initials: SpongeBob SquarePants and Spikes People. So the show we talked a little bit. Of, we talked a little bit. We talked a lot about the music. Talked a lot about the animation. Uh, dipped a little bit into some spoilers, and everybody who's watched the show vividly remembers the first episode, and then forgets like five episodes. This is one of those shows where like. You can watch it as many times as you want. For some reason, you're going to just not remember half of it. I can definitely agree with that. Like I said earlier, I had to watch the first five episodes probably two or three times each to even have any idea what went on later on. Yeah. So we'll run through it a little bit. I will go through the Wikipedia, essentially, of the episodes and kind of read them off and we'll talk about it. Just because I struggle with it, you know, people more less scrubbier anime enthusiasts struggle with it. Obviously, a scrub like Lee struggles with it. So, uh, Spikes Beagle. For some reason, I cough when I drink coffee, and I have no idea why. That's why it's called coffee. I was about to say. 
But um, I go on on Thursdays in Miami-Dade County. I, I live in Miami, currently in Michigan. I am struggling with the cold, in case you're wondering. It's, uh, I'm a weak boy now, a soft southern man. It's terrible. It's, it's complete, complete trash. And no, longer hardy. no longer hardy. No, no, I don't drink beer anymore. I only drink water and tea. No, 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 no. I was talking. I was thinking of the um, the seltzers. Oh my I God. water. Yeah. No, actually, so Coors Light is a seltzer. Uh, well, so this is um this is time for our ad break. This podcast is sponsored by Coors Light. You know, every time I think about having a good time, especially now, I open up a nice Coors Light. Oh my God, dude. Unpaid, unpaid, unpaid association with. Um, I've been sponsored by Cruise Light since 2017. So, well, uh, <laughs> that was the uh, college beer. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm serious. Oh, I thought you said that was Lee's college beer. Was no, that was my college beer. <laughs> no, I feel like you would be a Keystone Light kind of person. No, nice try. Oh, you're an IPA fan. No, I'm not actually. Oh, you're I not really into. I was a Bush Light person. Oh no. But you could have you could have expected that from a chaotic good type of person. Are you, are you from Roseville? Where I spent most of my time growing oh, up. Oh, true. That's fair. Yeah, you are <laughs> from Roseville. Uh, yeah. So the first episode we talked about it. It centers around Bloody Eye, which is a drug that is kind of like the main drug, I guess you could say, for the it series. It is the drug. Yeah. It is the. I think it might be the only one they drink. Yeah, they smoke yeah. cigs. Yeah, but I don't think there's any other drug use besides that. I think. Oh, they no, they were they were um they ate some mushrooms and they trip. They they ate mushrooms and then spike and. I mean, some of us don't participate in watered down ayahuasca, but that's just. <laughs> uh, that's just me. Uh, so the main drug of the of this show is bloody eye and the syndicate that runs that spike used to be a part of which they go over in episode five is the one who kind of pushes that and so they kind of just throw you into the they kind of they kind of like throw you into it because spike and jet who are the two main male leads are bounty hunters and so they're going after a, a relatively large bounty um god which I thought was interesting because, not to jump too far ahead, but it was later disclosed that um, Jet was a cop. Yeah. And, you know, Spike was just a ragtag syndicate man. Yeah, he was just a gangster. Some people have honestly tried to put this show and Star Wars together in, in like, fan fiction, in, like, crossover fan fiction. Okay, okay. I which, I thought, which I thought was interesting just because, like, and not in the Jedi and, you know, that kind of stuff forefront but like the bounty hunter outer rim aspect yeah okay so i thought kind of interesting. Cool. i could get down with that like when you first said that i was kind of like oh reaching yeah. but i mean they they do space travel and they jump wormholes so it, it would like it That's isn't true. it isn't out of the realm of possibility granted it is disney so disney and marvel are definitely would definitely do a crossover if any such thing happened this is not a star wars podcast we can't get away from this uh so they go after a guy that is that's like hounding a bunch of bloody eye. His girlfriend gets mixed up in it. She has we all think she's pregnant, but it turns out to be red eye, right? Red eye. Yeah, I was I was kind of disappointed in that a little bit. I was kind of hoping that she'd be pregnant and like survive. I thought that was interesting because I remember the first time I saw that they were sitting at the bar and 
she goes, I'll have a Bloody Mary. And I'm assuming that was code for them to go to the back and, you know, for him to sell them that, that red eye. But um, I was like, oh my God, she's pregnant. Like, yeah. what? And then later on in the episode, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> she's just like, she's, she's trafficking drugs. <laughs> yeah. That was a good fight scene, though. It was. For sure. Uh, the, I mean, the show is definitely, like, not devoid of good fight scenes, which we'll get into with the next episode, too. Lots of chases, too. This this show is very centered around chases and martial arts, which, I mean, it's around the time that it was made, too, like, in the early 2000s, kind of coincides with the, like, Tarantino. Yeah. If there was a person that was going to make a Spike's, like, a Cowboy Bebop movie, I feel like Tarantino should do it. Yeah. 1998 was the Japanese release. Okay. 2001 was the English air date. Okay, so it wasn't actually Ultra Not. Well, I mean, it could, I mean, it was, came to fruition, that would mean it, you know, that would mean it was in the works in the 90s, and then yeah. was closer to 2000. So would you consider it a 90s anime then? Yes, just because the... Uh, just because the Japanese was released in the 90s. Because technically, like, Naruto's a 90s anime, too. And they were all released in the United States in the early 2000s, like 2001. Um, I don't think, like, especially back then, everything took so long. Like, now, every anything would be, like, a year behind, not, like, three years behind. Right. But now, you like, now English dubs come out, like, maybe, maybe a year after. Right, right. The subs come out. Which I like. I, I like English dubs, and I'll go on the record saying that. But I think there are a lot of good ones. So, let's then move on to the next. Oh, yeah. So, you meet Jet, who, like you said before, is a bounty hunter. And then you kind of meet, like, the, the government a little bit. The government plays, like, a background role, but, like, the international or, like, the intergalactic police kind of shows up. Oh, the uh, ISS, right? Yeah. ISP yeah. or whatever? Yeah. They're, they always, like, kind of show them. They don't show, like, as, like, characters, as, like, specific characters, like, faces and whatnot. They don't really bring names to faces, I guess. these guys in trench coats and, yeah. like, khakis. <laughs> yeah, just, just all beige, all beige people. Um, the next episode is about the Corgi. <gasps> I'm... Yeah, so they, uh, they go after a bounty. They go to Mars, which is kind of, like, the center of okay. it. My dad is on the phone with somebody. It's driving me nuts. Um, so we learn about Ayn. So we learn about Ayn. Sweet Ayn. They chase, they're chasing a bounty. Uh, called, their target was Abdul Hakim, who was wanted for stealing a valuable lab animal, which turns out to be Ayn, the Welsh Corgi. And turns out it's a data dog, which means it's an extremely intelligent dog that can do a lot of different things, um, which is, I, I kind of think that's cool. Always wanted to have an intelligent dog. Yeah. Shout out Yogi. Yeah, interesting concept. I feel like that was talked a lot, talked about a lot, <clears throat> like during that period of time. People always had like either artificial animals that had artificial intelligence or like some type of enhanced intelligence. I just thought that was cute that they continued on with that theme. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that it, they chose a corgi. Or... Yeah, but all different types of dogs. But he's such yeah. a peanut, so they did a good job with that. One. <laughs> yeah, and the animation is perfect for like a corgi. Yeah, back 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 to Hakim before before you go on. Um, something that came to my mind when you mentioned him was the plastic surgery to hide his identity. Yeah, which I thought was really really interesting. I wish we kind of like got to learn more about what he did that would have caused him to require that. Which is interesting because I feel like that happens a lot throughout the show. Yeah, 
people change they, like identities. you know they dip into things and then they continue like they really like lead, lead you on a true true ass cliffhanger to where you probably aren't going to hear about that again because everything is very wild west and like i feel like that's how it would be in an international galactic like a galactic government system anyway especially right. with what we have now it's either just going to be fascism or it's going to be like modern anarchy it's pretty is, interesting. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. I was always just kind of like, oh my god, I want to know. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, an interesting point, though, about the plastic surgery. It kind of just shows you where everybody's at in the world, like with bounty hunting and how that's like an actual consistent profession versus like, I don't think people do that too much now. Not that we really know. I don't really think there are like well to do bounty hunters. Not that we know of. I've come to terms with the fact that, you know, there's a lot of shit that goes on that we don't see. So I just kind of, you know, read what I read and mind my own business, but I wouldn't put it too far past anybody nowadays, to be honest. No, probably some, like, extreme martial artists. Like, probably, there's probably somebody out there that's kind of, like, movie, like, bounty hunter, dodges bullets, and has a sword, and, you know. Does a bunch of badass stuff. Yeah. real life somebody out there. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, um... Who am I thinking of? Keanu Reeves in those gun movies that he plays in. Of with the dog. That's what are they called? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, Ayn is a good boy. We all love you, Ayn. Um, once thought about getting the board game in it, Ayn. Uh, R.I.P. Previous ideas. Can't get a dog. You don't have time for a dog. Very disappointing. Wish I could get a, a dog that's smart enough to, like, do stuff on its own. Yeah, unless you could get a data dog. <clears throat> yeah, let me just grab a data dog real quick. <laughs> easy, 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 easy. One of the best lines from this entire show is from this episode. And uh, I'll go over that probably eventually. I'll add it in. I have to edit it naturally. I can't just do it now. Um, they, the first couple of episodes, they can't, they just like want to introduce people. So the next episode is about Faye Valentine. Seems that way. Yeah. You, I could like feel, I, I could like feel that coming. It's just like, oh, she's gonna say it, and I'm not, I'm gonna be late to the party. <laughs> so, so they, Faye Valentine appears in the show, you know, the matriarch, I guess, of the show, if you want to call it that. I don't know if she's a love interest. I don't I would call her, call a love her matriarchal only because she doesn't have. Because she's old. No, because she doesn't have any, like, ultra-feminine motherly energy. Yeah, she takes care no. of Spike, but mind you, she also kicks him in the chest when he pisses her off. Yeah, she, like, kicks him a lot. You know? I don't know. Yeah. But I was specifically thinking of after a spe- at a specific time in the show when he's all there. But, um... Are you talking about when I he walks in on her? He, huh? Are you talking about when he walks in on her? No, I was talking about when, um, after he has that fall. Oh, oh. And she just, he tells her she's <clears> in cartoon <throat> and then she kicks him. <laughs> um, but I would say that she kind of presents more of like a tomboy, fem- like not even just like super tomboy feminine energy. Like she still has daintiness about her, but if you cross her, forget it. Like she has, she shows no mercy. She's just like strong hot. Yeah, no, she's definitely very, she can hold her own, but you know, granted everything that's happened, I would be surprised if she couldn't. What do you mean? Oh, you'd be surprised if she couldn't hold her own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely gotten, like, not gotten into trouble, but I'm sure is a 
you know, when you spend a lot of time in like places like casinos, you deal with some rather scummy people, I'm sure. So I'm sure she's had to kick quite the person, quite the many people in the nuts. Yeah, that's where they found her too. So to no surprise, she would always end up back there. I think she's physical age is 23. Correct, yeah. But her actual age is 77. Spoiler alert. Uh, but this is the spoiler section. <laughs> so you so, <laughs> Yeah, so we don't get this in this episode, but Faye is a person from the 90s who underwent, like, suspended animation, and she arrives without her memory. Compl- no, absolutely no memory. She doesn't yeah. even know her own name. She actually gets renamed um, because of the fact that the doctor, when, when she woke up, just like, well. What was her name and what was her original name? I don't know if they actually mentioned her original name. I don't know. I think they had to. I think that she actually had a name because I remember saying the doctor coming in um, when they stole that police car and he said, um, he's like, I actually named you after my favorite song, Valentine. Yeah. And that would be where her namesake came from. I don't think that, um, yeah, I don't think she, I don't think we know her name prior. No, it doesn't say. But she is 23. Yes. Actually, which means she's our age. Yeah. Yeah. I have. I don't think I would. I think a lot of people our age would resonate with her, especially like. I think a lot of people in Miami would resonate a lot with Faye Valentine and her kind of demeanor and whatnot. I, I feel like I have a similar, <laughs> similar composure. <laughs> Do you? Um, I can be pretty abrasive. Well, yeah, but I. I don't know if like and if I mean I but the thing is here's the thing I not speaking just on myself I personally believe that anybody who was put into that situation like if you were put into millions of dollars of debt didn't know your own name yeah. didn't know your own backstory yeah. and you were a next thing you knew you had to bounty hunt for money yeah. I'm pretty sure I'd be teaching myself every single last panhandler hustler skill that I could learn just to survive and she does she she I uh, respect the hustle from her. Obviously that leads into a ton of trust issues, which makes a lot of sense and why like it's always contentious with Spike and Jet because her motives are unclear. Yeah, and Spike is Spike has trust issues too. Jet doesn't. Jet's the only person I, I see I align more with Jet, because Jet's like, I've got no issues. Jet's <laughs> just that, bothered by everybody else. He's trimming his bonsai trees. Yeah. Cool and dude. I gotta take a bonsai. Just gotta make my transition to wise thirty-year-old. Huh. But yeah, I think, I think Faye is interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I mean, Shell wouldn't be the Shell without her. No, no, absolutely not. She's a pivotal character, and I like the relationship between her and Spike. I think, like, obviously, it's not healthy, but that doesn't mean it's not fun to watch. No, no, you know, it's like a reality TV show that none of that shit's healthy, but it's enjoyable. Exactly. <laughs> they are caught at the casino, which goes, I think, into the next episode. No, no, the next episode is no, about the eco-terrorists. Right. Every time I've watched this show with somebody else, like I've shown it to somebody, I don't like this episode. The third one? No. No, the fourth one. The one with the eco-terrorists. Oh, yeah, okay. Where, where they tried to turn everybody into apes. Oh my god, yeah, I don't care. I don't care for this one either. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's her demeanor. I don't, that woman just ugh, drives me nuts but that's her point that's her purpose she's an antagonist yeah. she's supposed to bother you you know yeah and the whole the whole point is like save the seals i'm like I, like yeah i i'm why with are you, you turning people into monkeys but like yeah you're <laughs> just making the different problem 
You're not eliminating the problem. You're just making a problem of a ton of monkeys. You're gonna make a whole planet of monkeys. Do you know what kind of chaos that would be? That wouldn't be. That wouldn't be any different. That would just be pure chaos. Now, do we think? Do we know if that was an airborne disease? Because she was really scared when that little vial flew into yes. the air. So theoretically, wouldn't that mean that it would spread throughout the solar system? Well, you yes. just see a planet. It would have. T- it would have taken down mankind as a whole. I remember for some reason, maybe, maybe I'm Mandela affecting, but. <laughs> I remember her mentioning something about the human race, but I could be wrong. I think it was just Ganymede, which was the planet. Right. But, and that was very heavily populated. Um, I think it's, I don't think viruses can survive in space alone. But I mean, if, if you're traveling through, theoretically, if you're going through hyperspace, right? And you're in, you have your air, your air pressure, you know, correct. And um, your ship is up to snuff. Technically, someone could be carrying it on a, you know, in fact, someone carrying it on a ship, that person turns into an ape, they get there, da 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 Yeah, exactly. Ape to human, I don't know. If, if the ape bites somebody, is that how people turn? Is it just like a- Probably, I don't know. I'm just assuming that it's horrendously um, contagious. <laughs> is this how Planet of the Apes started? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. You could turn probably Bebop into like- episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could turn Bebop into like 18 different co- or uh, crossover episodes. <sighs> love it. And then, yeah, but I, I don't mind if we don't spend a lot of time on that one. Not a huge no, fan. No, neither do I. Then, uh, then we meet Vicious in the Ballad of Fallen This Wars. is the best one. Well, one of the best ones. Probably the best one, in my opinion. Dude, I just can't... I really enjoy how we see... It almost, it's almost like a full circle effect to me. So it starts, you know, talks about his past and mm-hmm. all these other things. Um, He... Edit that out. Let me restart because I want to get it right from the beginning. It's about like it starts out with Mao Yenrai and the White Tiger Crimson. Yeah, yes, and then she goes to she goes to um that opera. Yes, that's that opera episode. Yes, that one was so good. So I really really like this one. This one's my favorite one. Um, because this is you know this is like really where you come in contact with the syndicate for the first time. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, I'm in my opinion, they just they just mention the word. We see that they're selling red eye, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's really interesting because we hear about Mao Mao Yenrai, right? And he is what would you say? What would you say he he does exactly? I mean, he's the leader. Of he's the, the he's the grand poobah. That's what I kind of gathered. Yeah. He talked with that woman, right? I don't really re- remember her name. I apologize. I think it's Annie. Yes, yes. She's the one that runs that, like, kind of outskirts. Yeah. So when he goes and meets with Annie, they speak on Mao. Um, It seems like Mao is the old school um, mafioso that is more of a protectorate of the area than in, like, because, like, the old mafia thing is, is, like, we don't really have a a, a protection force. Thugs and different, like, thieves and whatnot would just come in and kind of wreck our places so we had to start our own. And then they right. would like perpetuate gambling rings and stuff like that. Right. And I also thought it was interesting that something that I really didn't remember that was actually super, super important mm-hmm. was the whole integration with White Tiger and then the ship exploding. Yeah. The signing of the truce, which is interesting because looking back on that, I don't really remember anything about that. I think the White Tiger Crime Syndicate takes over the Red Dragon Crime Syndicate and Vicious is, says that Vicious is the traitor. So I think. Oh, he's the mall. Yeah. 
So Mao, it seems like, I, from what I can recall, Mao doesn't like the bloody eye stuff that's going on, and that's not like what they were founded on, essentially. Right. And part of the reason, I think, is part of the reason that Spike left is like all the other under the underlying issues that were going on the Red Dragon crime syndicate. I think Vicious betrays him for the White Tiger syndicate. So very yeah. interesting. Yeah, and so that that provides obviously another added uh added issue between vicious and spike outside of vicious right. spikes and their relationship to julia well didn't um after the explosion i don't know how she got herself into this but i think faye goes to that opera right and they were already they already knew she was coming somehow yeah. some to some respect i don't know how that happened that flew right over my head as well so if you have any uh to say about that but that was really quick for me spike was going to go after the 28 million dollar bounty on molly Okay, so he sent her instead. Yeah, she she okay. goes in to like join them. And he's already dead when she gets there. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, they're trying to drag Spike out using the bounty and Faye as bait. Yeah. yeah, and then that's when we meet Vicious. Mm -hmm. Vicious has like this weird looking bird always with him. Love that bird. I'm not. It doesn't really do anything, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Also, like, but what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something about oh, what was it? I don't know. I just wanna. Every part of me wants to fast forward and go to that part where they're fighting in front of that stained glass window. That well, is my talk about it. That is my favorite scene out of probably the entire show. Okay, I I, just I don't disagree with you. I just think it's so badass, and it's just, I don't know, you, as someone who has never, had never seen it before, I was like, okay, is this where it's gonna end? Like, there's only five episodes, it's kind of stupid, but is he actually, like, is he gonna die right here, and, like, Jet and Faye are gonna carry this on, or, you know, like, what's gonna happen next? And I thought it was really, really cool how it almost came full circle with, he's having these flashbacks of Julia, right, mm -hmm. as he's falling from this window after he throws some type, some type of explosive. Um, in lieu of him and him and Vicious exchanging, uh, he got stabbed. He shot Vicious, and he threw he threw an explosive in order to try to finish him off. Um, blows his shit back, and he's just you know that 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 ambient music is playing, <laughs> and he's just like falling gracefully, um, reminiscing on how she took care of him, and like all of these other just flashbacks of things that. You're like, well, what does this mean? Like, I don't know what this means. This can't be the end of the show. But at the same time, you're like, okay, they've told me things before and then haven't completed it. So am I just going to see her tearing up this note and not know what it means? Who is this woman? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I don't know anything about her. And, you know, she was singing to him. He envisions her singing to him <laughs> while he's healing in a body full of bandages. And the same thing happens with Faye. <laughs> and this is the part that I was alluding to earlier when I said she kicked him because he gives her the little, you know, like, come here gesture. And he pulls his bandages down and goes, you sing off key. Because <laughs> yeah. he was all just, you know, pissed off and upset. He's, like, thinking about Julia and all this other shit. Yeah, Julia and Vicious's relationship and everything. Which oh, my I God. I glossed over the first time I watched it. I didn't. I didn't know that they were in a relationship. I just kind of thought she was like the the one love that he's been thinking about. I didn't no. realize that Vicious, that they were having an affair while Vicious and her were together. Yeah, yeah. That that I did. Um, I actually that's part of that Reddit link that I sent you. I assumed that because you know they were boys. He was in the, he was in the syndicate, didn't they? I think they were in that war together as well. Yeah. 
Um, and initially, initially, I assumed that Spike and Julia were always together. But then I kind of watched it. Like I said, you know, I had to rewatch it a couple more times. And then I was like, wait a second. Like, why were they homies and then not homies? And I was like, okay, yes, Spike left the syndicate, but there's this woman who he's chasing, and we have not seen her yet. This and is the like, this is the episode with Rain, by the way. Oh, that song that you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one. Um, but, but let me see what I can find from that Reddit link. It says oh, there's something really good that I found in here. Oh, so I mean, this is. This is a really, really interesting viewpoint on this. I don't know if I agree with this or not, but I really, I spent a lot of time reading this and trying to understand it. Um, it says here, Vicious never cared for Julia, which is interesting because it says, this is, and this is the reasoning behind it. It says, he had her hunted, hunted and killed. Yes. Um, never really mentioned her to Spike, like a scorned lover. Mm. Spike accuses Vicious of trying to steal his girlfriend and Vicious couldn't care less. See, this is the thing that I don't agree with because I think that, maybe, you know, they were dating and I almost feel like when Spike either, this is my, this is my hypothesis on it. When Spike decided he was leaving or knew he was leaving, I think that's when he said, fuck it, I don't care. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't think, I don't think Vicious never cared for Julia. My opinion was that he killed her out of spite because he's a cold blooded, he's just cold blooded guy. Sure. And he, he knew that, you know, if he could, if he could, managed to find a way to have spike survive which not to spoil it he you know didn't do <laughs> yeah. um but you know he'd be miserable and he was i think that that you could really feel the breath being taken away from him when that happened i think he is solely bent on power yeah and that's i completely agree and i think that's why he killed her because he wants yeah. to he wants to have the upper hand on him mentally yeah and he wants control over people in general not just like in relationships not just not just yeah spike, but everybody Everybody involved, which I think is why he went, he broke off from Mal, is he wanted yeah, more, he and wanted just, like, went rogue. Yeah. Which I think is also interesting. I don't, he, they, they broke off from that, and they ended up, he ended up, do you, do you mind if I jump ahead? No. Um, and then they ended up, <laughs> they ended up killing everybody, everybody in high power, and then mm -hmm. it just all, that's kind of really what, but that just kind of left me speechless. I was sitting here like, wow. I really didn't, I didn't think that that would have happened. Yeah, I think, like, and they always talk about how Spike, if, if this never would have happened, if Spike would have returned, like, wouldn't have broken off, you know, they always kind of <laughs> refer to Spike as, like, the prodigal son, essentially. Right. And, like, the Red Dragon Syndicate would have never gone down this path if Spike would have never left, but, like, I mean, that's always, and that's, like, an age-old story of, like, what you will do for, for love is yeah you know, throw everything away like who's to say that everything would have gone well if spike actually that's funny that you that. say that because i was thinking about that i was at the end <laughs> when it ended i was like shocked i was like damn this whole show they weren't fighting over drugs they weren't mm -hmm. fighting over money they were fighting over a woman that's mm -hmm. what i took away from that at the very end i was like they really didn't give a shit about anything else besides this woman yeah it's, well i would say that spike was fighting over a woman and Vicious was fighting over the power over a woman. Yes, yes. Which is just so messed up. <laughs> Everything about that is messed up. Definitely, definitely a very selfish lover. If uh, if that ever actually took place with Julia. Yeah, seriously. Um, something that just popped into my head was when they're in that alley. I don't know what episode it is, but mm -hmm. they are accusing Spike of being vicious, mm -hmm. and like 
for some reason, I don't know why this idea came into my head. I was like, okay, are they the same? Do they share blood? Like, are they related? Mm -hmm. I thought they might've been related for a little bit or like related in some, I was kind of honestly hoping for some sci-fi telepathic BS. I thought that that would have, could have been a really cool twist if that, if that opportunity was taken, not that, you know, obviously still loved it, but you know me, I'm into the metaphysical, I'm into all that stuff. So that yeah. would have been, that would have been pretty cool to kind of have them going back and forth in each other's heads. Yeah. I mean, I think this definitely toys with the metaphysical a little bit. Like it doesn't go too far into it, but it bridges that, that metaphysical and actual, like not actual physical. I mean, it's, everything's just theory and conjecture. So right. with like physics theory and whatnot, especially when it comes to, I think the interesting part about that is when they do the Ganymede thing and the way that they win is they put somebody through the, the hyperspace, or right? the hyperspace. Yeah. And it hyperspace, just yeah, creates yeah. those ghosts essentially. Yeah, and I thought that part was interesting because of just like they don't really talk about it again in terms of like ghosts, but they're like, oh yeah, this is just how this happens. Like that, that's a little tidbit of science that you just kind of dropped on us for you know not for no reason. It's for, very subtle. Yeah, it's very it's very interesting. I've not like I'm I'm really looking forward. I've heard that this has a very very high rewatch value, and I believe it. Yeah, I gotta rewatch um, it. But I'm excited to watch it again and actually watch it for intricacies instead of comprehension. Mm -hmm. That you should do, like, once Evangelion gets further along the line for you, I mean, it's definitely going to start to get super confusing all of a sudden. Um, I think around episode 10, it just kind of, like, throws a bunch at you, especially with, like, physics and whatnot. Right. And physical theory. And so I, I think, like, that definitely has, like, a, a rewatch value to for comprehension first and then the intricacies because i didn't understand it at all at first and then i was like oh okay but i also had like a greater interest in physics now than when i first watched it right so might go to back to school and get a master's in nuclear engineering oh so we'll okay that's very cool yeah, i've been thinking a lot about it but that's neither or there. anyway we're gonna go just go over these episodes um, yeah these episodes because i don't want to say they're not filler because they're good for their own specific reasons Except for episode um, four, but nothing. <laughs> true. Um, episode six, I thought was interesting, which was the sympathy for the devil, which a uh, very good name. I like uh, the Rolling Stones a lot. I really like that song, but like, it's very cliche. But I just realized going full circle into the <laughs> into that. That was a song I did listen to while I was I was in high school. Um, Spike Spike and Jet Chase, a dangerous enemy who. It appears to be a little boy is a, apparently a 90 year old man who can't age um unless he gets shot with like a he, he like went through a worm he's essentially a ghost he like went through a wormhole or something like that and he can't age all of a sudden and he like kills his only friend from back then and so there was like a bounty put on him he, they ended up killing him with like a bullet that was made from the crypt like it's very kind of superman-ish like find a crystal that's from his home make that into a bullet and then shoot it at him and he dies that way like he ages all at once yeah uh i thought that was interesting just because of like the way that they described the science behind that but other than that it was it was a, a nice wild west-ish episode i had like you know it was just like a good side episode i i had a hard time with that one that one took a couple watches for me yeah i don't know i don't know for whatever reason I had a very bad habit of watching this at night, <laughs> um, but I don't know. It just didn't catch my attention as much as 
you know, I said, I, you know how like initially when you, when you read a title of a, of an episode, it kind of, in my opinion, at least you're like, okay, like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm interested to see what's about to go down. But for some reason, I don't know. I didn't like, maybe it was, he just had like a shit attitude. And I just, I, even though I knew he was an adult, I was like, oh my God, he's so annoying. He's just bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like the kid. He was very pretentious. Yeah. Very much so. Did not care for him. No. So for me, that just for some reason made it difficult to watch. Very satisfying death. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> he like shrip like shrivels in this yeah. crater, and he's just like, oh. it's like, no, I can't age. I'm like, but yes, yes, you can now. Now you will take a dirt nap. Go to sleep. <laughs> dirt nap. <laughs> ah, get ready for a casket. Gotta pick that out. Oh, not a huge fan, but... Heavy Metal Queen, I really liked. I like VT a lot, the, uh, the cargo hauler. I do like VT. She's badass. Yeah. Um, it's just, a, that's a fun episode because, it, honestly, the music is way too loud. It really hurts your ears if you're not careful. Yeah, that's how I felt about it, too. Yeah. yeah. You can say that. Yeah, because they're like, it's kind of, it's not exactly a loud show most of the time, and they just, ah! Like, oh, no. Ah, and then ah. in return, I'm kind of just like, ah. Oh, please. <laughs> like, sigh. It can't um, help. <laughs> the, uh, but going back to our music conversations, the heavy metal is always paired up with jazz. Because, like, because of the structure. Yeah, this is something that... So what, like the time structure of it? Yeah, or... time structure, um, melodic structure of... That is so interesting, like scales and, and mm-hmm. like intervals and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people the music that like tech. metal love jazz. And I was yeah. Like, yeah, I thought it was super interesting. And the fact that they throw it in there is also really cool too. Um that they have somebody that's like making the heavy metal. Yeah, I thought that it was such a curveball. It was nice, it was a nice change of pace. Yeah. For as much as I was like, okay, this is loud, I'm old, like, okay. <laughs> Please help. Yeah. Um I enjoyed it. I liked her demeanor too. I thought she was pretty cool. Yeah, I like her. I like her introduction in the diner when she's hitting it off with Spike and they're talking about hangover drinks and and he cracks this, that egg. Yeah, that was disgusting. I would never do that. But <laughs> to be fair, if I were like a forty-year-old bounty hunter, I'd probably do that. Be like, oh, just let me. Just I'm just gonna drink it. It was like clam juice or something like that, and like an egg and hot a sauce. A raw egg. We have, we can't yeah. forget that. We can't fail to mention that it was a raw egg. Disgusting. <laughs> People who eat raw eggs scare me. I don't think I know anybody who actually was serious about eating raw eggs. I've heard people joke about eating raw eggs. You you never met somebody in hockey that eats raw eggs? Not for health benefit. Maybe in a... Maybe in a drunken rage, but okay. never has a health benefit. Never has a health benefit. Apparently. That's why people do it, dude. Yeah, I know somebody who does um, bodybuilding. Who eats raw who has eaten rides before and they can't do it. And they're still alive? Yeah, I wanna name that person. That's pretty wild. And so she's cool. I really like that episode. Um I like Kind of the conflict was like, but they have kind of the same interest because the person that is the antagonist in that is like kind of messing with her line of work and the people that she cares about. So, right. And her husband was a, a uh, former, like, well, well known bounty hunter. God rest so, his soul. Yeah. <laughs> so Spike knows who he is and is like, oh, you're this person. And she's like, yes, I am. And she was like, 
Because she used to make money, legitimately made money off of people not knowing her name. So she was like, damn, okay. And then he, he, I don't think he accepts the money now that I think about it. I think he, I, think he ta- like, I know what he does is, I remember this, he slips a dollar bill out of there or whatever. It's like, yeah. It might be like a 50 or something. He like pays for a drink or like the hangover drink and that's it. <laughs> Stand up guy. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's got a lot of honor for a former syndicate bounty hunter. Yeah. Who was involved in an affair. You say it normally like that <laughs> sounds pretty wild, but when you're watching the show, you're like, he's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, he is, he is badass. Oh, no, he is not to take away from that, but just like you know, when you're talking about it casually, you're just kind of like, damn, dude, he's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a messed up life, yeah, <laughs> who doesn't have any money because he's a bounty hunter, but also has money because he's a bounty hunter. Yeah, that was something that always like that was something I couldn't get a grip on either. I was like, how do you? you're sustaining yourselves, you're rich, but you're broke, so where does the money go? And then I was kind of like, yeah, well, maybe Faye takes it. I don't know. It goes into the spaceship. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of did forget about that. Because they're always bitching, always bitching about their ships. Yeah. Bebop. The Bebop. No, man, it's beep boop 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 No, I think it goes beep boop 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 I had to. The Bobcast. We have now gone from the Bobcast to the Bobcast. (laughs) Welcome back to the Bobcast, where we talk solely about SpongeBob. Uh, Maybe, maybe we can only talk about that animation, the anime version of SpongeBob. Dude, that'd be kind of sick. Give me a give me a week. (laughs) It's a fifteen minute episode. What do you mean a week? I know fifteen or fifty. Fifteen. It's a fifteen minute episode. I thought you said that there was like a season. Ugh. Oh, never mind. I'm so tired. It's the water. Yeah, I'm used to you know seventy-eight percent. Yeah. Seasonal depressive disorder is kicking in. I don't think that exists in Florida. No, it doesn't because you have sunshine all the, all year round. The, yeah. the it's actually it's a vitamin D deficiency. They actually and, call it just purgatory in Florida, where you, it's always sunny. So wait, episode seven? No, we're on episode eight. We can probably just skip over episode eight. Which one is it though? Because the next one is with the episode nine is with Edward. Okay, but what is eight? Eight's the Wolf for Venus, which is Oh no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, That's the one with that called Kajillion Dollar Plant, right? Yes. No, I'm good. That guy pissed me off. While we're on it. Yeah. I don't have to add this in there if you don't want, but that guy pissed me off. He was obnoxious. Fine when he died. It's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Episode nine. Episode nine. Edward. The everyone loves Edward. <clears throat> I'm not as big of a fan. I was just I, about to say. I think they're kind I'm, of annoying at first. So yeah, Ed had to grow on me. She drove me batshit nuts for quite some time. I was not. I would say she's good by like episode sixteen. <laughs> took you, took you five or seven episodes, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think part of me was like, uh, child prodigy. <laughs> so you had a problem with child prodigies? Just, you know, everybody wants to be a child prodigy. So if you're not a child prodigy, whether you're a cartoon or not, you're just kind of like, <laughs> Yeah, she, so Radical Edward, or Edward, is an elite computer hacker who's like, what, 12, 13? I thought she was nine. She's still oh, 13. I'm I am on point today. Hey. 
she is, yeah, so she's an expert hacker and kind of just like electronic person, which fits the crew. Um, they need one more dog. Yeah, like Jet is a mechanic, but not like a techno, like a technologist. Is that a word? He's not an IT guy. <laughs> yeah, he's not an IT guy. He's just a, he's just a, he's like a grease. Big garage guy. Yeah, big garage. Yeah, like old school car, you know. Yeah. Loves loves listening to Canadian rock. tuxedo and overalls. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Probably likes hockey. Um, all right, all right, all right. Pump the brakes. <laughs> how many hockey jokes can I make in a single podcast? You're only at three. You're Am trying. I? Oh gosh, I didn't realize you were counting. Oh, I wasn't until you asked. Oh. <laughs> so My spontaneous recall is pretty. Uh... So um, Edward is okay at first. I just, I don't, I, something else that is just like, you would think that she'd be more verbal for how intelligent she is, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, okay, need to think of it in a respect of people who are like ultra, ultra smart and specialized smart don't necessarily communicate that well. No, and she doesn't. And she was also a loner for all, if not most of her life. Yeah, it, <laughs> to put it, like her, well, I mean, there's really no easy way to say daddy issues. Yeah, well, the root of a lot of root of a lot of evil in the world. Yeah, I would, I could agree. Dad and parental issues in general. Yep. Uh, then they go back to Ganymede because Jet worked there, but that wasn't mentioned in the previous Ganymede episode. Oh, I didn't even know that flew right over my head. I so that yeah that that episode was kind of one that I forgot about, but it's kind of like the Jet's episode backstory. Or... No, the uh, the Jet episode, episode ten. <laughs> you might have to remind me. <laughs> yeah. So Jet is they they land on Ganymede. They go back to Ganymede. That was his last post with the ISSB. Oh, you and, switched gears. Yeah, I did switch gears. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm with you. And they because I, honestly, nothing really happens outside of. Them meeting Ed and like connecting right, yeah. Ed to their crew in episode nine. They like yeah. don't get the bounty on Ed's head. Uh, yeah, because they keep her. Yeah, they're like we could use a person like this, and they do. They do need a person like that, and uh, the pairing between her and Ayn is good. I I like that part. And then they kind of become parents a little bit. They're just like, oh, I guess we're gonna take care of the the girl and and the dog. And the dog now. Yeah. Uh, Even though Spike hates both. It's like mom, dad, Spike, and Faye, and then. Uncle yeah. or Grandpa Jet, whatever you want to call him. Uh, so they go back. It's the home of his ex girlfriend too, who apparently he didn't get over. Oh, this episode! I actually yeah. I liked this episode. And there's a bounty on his ex girlfriend's boyfriend, new boyfriend's head. So I'm, I'm not sure a fan that... of him. He's a little. I think she's kind of going cougar on that dude. Ooh. I do. I really get that vibe because, like, not to be abrasive, but Jet is old, oh. <laughs> in my opinion. I, how old is he? Because I see him as like a 45 year old guy. He, I have. Maybe the chops, but. I think he, he's probably in his 50s, I want to say. Oh, even older? I was lowballing because I didn't want to sell him too short. No, I think Jed is, I'm going to say 53 to 55. Oh, he's <laughs> way off. Well, how'd you, how old you say he was? 45. 45? Yeah. We're both way off. Is he, he younger? Is 36. Okay, then maybe she's not a cougar because he looks old. It's those chops, dude. The baldness and the chops. Yeah. That's all I'm going to look in 10 years. 
bald. Oh, that's because I always think Spike's in his like early 30s. He's only 27. I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of thought of him as older as well. So you could date Spike. <laughs> Way too emotionally damaged. I'll pass. <laughs> you don't want a former syndicate guy? Shady. No drug dealers. <laughs> he's not a drug dealer. He's ex-drug dealer. Uh, was he? I don't know. Technically, he's affiliated by some degree. Actual Yeah, is he a suitable boyfriend? <laughs> Did you just Google is Spike a suitable boyfriend? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Uh... my god, but um I thought I I don't know why. I don't know why you didn't really care. I mean, okay, I can't, you know, everybody's opinion differs on that, but I really like that episode as, you know, as, even though it took a little oh, bit of... yeah, I don't mind the episode. Oh, you don't? Okay. No, I, yeah, I remember the reason was gathering that you didn't enjoy that one. No. Because just, you also didn't remember it. <laughs> I just I just don't remember it. Like, I now, now that I've read through it, like, I like the Jet historic, like, history stuff. I feel like it would be a little unfair. I feel like, okay, this is something I feel like they did a really good job of doing. They went through everybody's history who on who was human <laughs> who was human on the ship they went through all of their histories yeah in ex in expanse they did go through ein's history they just didn't like it's just not that deep it's not that far he's a pup he's 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 a dog he doesn't have that much history but the thing is if you think about i don't know you know me i take everything to an extreme mm -hmm. <laughs> if if he's a data dog if he has some type of purpose we never really learned Ein's purpose besides that he had enhanced intelligence. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's definite I would have I guess what I mean by everybody's history is I would have liked to know what because you know, they told you what their motives were, what happened to them, but like, yeah, we know that Ein has been artificially enhanced, but we don't know why. And that's something that really, really bothers me. Because <laughs> I feel like that would have been a valuable nugget of information. I think there it was just like a long list of experiment like experiments on animals. They're just trying to make like a sentient animal, I guess, is the best way to Doesn't it. he speak in the last episode or one of the last couple episodes? I don't I don't remember that. I'm not gonna say you're wrong. I just don't remember that. Look it up. I don't uh, I never speak. But yeah, so they go through that. The I think the police get to her boyfriend before Jet gets the bounty. So he just kinda like loses on all fronts because I'm pretty sure he like tries to reconvene with his ex-girlfriend. Are you sure he didn't die? For some reason, I, I remember him dying. I don't know. So many people have died, I could most certainly be wrong. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, they don't die. They just get arrested. And well, I know I know that his girlfriend doesn't die. No. They, I remember her vividly shooting at him and just, like, screaming at him, yeah. missing. Well, because that's where he got his watch, too. And and so it, throws, like, it says at the end of the description that he throws his watch away, which, yeah. you know, because we all do that, you know, delete text, store your watch away, you know, throw the presents you get, because that, that takes <laughs> the feelings watch away. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that eliminates the feelings, you know. Yeah, get rid of all of your material possessions that remind you of your now former significant other. Because that really works. That's the true way to get rid of those feelings for people. Disclaimer, please do your shadow work even though it hurts your feelings. <laughs> what do you mean shadow work? You know, merging your yin and yang. You're you're bad and you're good. Confront your demons. Welcome them with uh, ah, with smiles and hugs. Gross. Yeah, I know it's horrible, but it works. I promise. Why would I want to confront my demons? Is that the thing that stands at the, at, like the end of my bed when I'm trying to sleep? Yeah. 
<laughs> can 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 definitely confirm that that is who that is. <laughs> I just thought they were they were trying to get him to dance. But... Oh my. God. <laughs> uh, Jupiter Jazz or Toys in the Attic. Toys in the Attic is like one of those um, sci-fi kind of episodes. Need some background here. Need it's like a, a blob with a venomous bite infiltrates. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just one of those, like, I don't want to say it's a stereotypical one, but it's a, kind of like a thing episode. It's like a filler. Yeah, it's a filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as earlier, just, that just bit, my, my own words just bit me in the ass. Yeah. Earlier, I was like, anime doesn't have filler episodes. And then here we are. Anime has filler yes, episodes. Anime does not as filler. many. Not as, as many. What? As what? Because remember, I was office? talking about The Office earlier and how it has like 3,000 filler episodes and it's not super linear and anime is just more linear. I, I didn't realize you said that. Naruto is really bad with filler episodes. See, yeah, so I wouldn't. It's like 50% filler episodes. It's not a show I would recommend. <laughs> I love it because I grew, like, I grew up with it and that's that was my like reintroduction to anime, but I never recommend it to anybody that's getting into anime. Especially not girls because Kishimoto was really misogynistic and does he's the writer of the the only thing that yeah, the only thing that women are good for in that show apparently is to pine after boys, and it's really disgusting. Nice yeah. and girls. Yeah, exactly. They're all pine after Sasuke, who's groupies. Who's the you know suave, lone like alpha male? Yeah, alpha male loner um, whose family died has a tragic backstory. Smokes two packs of cigs a day. Really depressed. Doesn't doesn't smoke. <laughs> cigarettes but it's like 12 <clears throat> oh. <laughs> yeah they're all 12 at that time uh so 12 well, let's we gotta speed this along here realize this is taking forever uh let's see here <laughs> yeah because we're also like catching up in between yeah. every episode <laughs> yeah this is this i'm not is complaining the... i feel like we haven't gotten to talk to each other in forever so well whose fault is that <laughs> me because all i do is sit in front of a computer for 13 hours a day really? <laughs> Making my dreams become a reality, okay? <laughs> your dream, don't let your dreams be dreams. Jupiter Jazz. Uh, part one and part two. We can go over those. Uh, Faye leaves and takes hold of her money. And this is kind of like uh, the gang disappears type of thing. They all go their separate ways. Oh, I remember this, yeah. And, yeah, then, yeah. They all, and then they all come back together. Um, so Faye leaves, Jet goes after her, Spike hates her for leaving essentially. Oh no. And he goes no. after uh some clues oh, about no. the location of his oh, girlfriend no. Julia, which leads into another confrontation with Vicious. Faye's up by Gren, a man who holds up a grudge against Vicious, and after explaining his story to Faye, he chases after Vicious, and then when he and Spike reach him at the same time, the three-way battle takes place with Faye there as well. And she's like, oh, you're here? And she's like, oh, you're here? I thought you left and took all of our money, you unfaithful human being. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what you have to say about those. I, I, I just lost you for a minute there. That's why I kind of... You're saying oh no a bunch of times? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so how much... Okay, I get, I get part one and part two jumbled. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So they, I don't really. They split up. Faye takes some money, leaves, meets a yep. meets a guy who hates Vicious. Uh, Spike, I think she's trying to help Spike by taking Vicious out. I don't really know why she does like the whole solo thing instead of like, oh, I'm gonna get away from you. You know. I personally, it, that's funny that you say that because I this is 
my personal take on this is I think that she, I mean, it's pretty obvious. She feels some type of way towards Spike, in my opinion. And maybe she wants to see if he'll go after her. I don't know. She wants some of that Spiegel. Piece of that Spiegel. That's gonna be my new name for that. Is Spiegel. Spiegel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I always kind of thought that when they split like that and she was all grumpy and all that other shit, she was like, "Forget it, I'm out." She wanted to see how he would react, and lo and behold, <laughs> he couldn't give less of a shit. Well, he does. He just doesn't like. He's he's too cool for that. Yeah, but I don't think. I don't think he... He can't give his heart to anybody else because he's been torn apart by Julia. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's so down for he's so down for Julia. He just can't help it. Could never betray, betray his beloved. Bro, she's not about you. Get over her. She's with another man. I also think, though, while we're on the topic, I think that a Faye and Spike dynamic would be toxic. They would argue incessantly. I don't think they could actually be tender to each other after... What? what? <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I didn't hear that. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they would never be able to be tender to each other. Because, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy. They act like they hate each other all the time. So. Who said anything about being tender? Ooh. Dude, uh, gotta, I'm done. Why? Because the, the, you just keep rolling them out. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's they have a very... I mean, it's obviously a very, like, sexual tension relationship. I would agree. I agree wholeheartedly, but I don't think that they would ever be able to be emotionally compatible in any way. No. I don't think they could be emotionally compatible with anybody. Ooh. And have, like, a successful relationship. I don't think they could have a successful relationship in general. I don't even think Spike could do it with Julia, much less anybody else. Like, they're... Herbal! I like checking that. I just think I just think like at this point in my life, which is a very is like a percent or a fourth of a hundred, I guess. You know. Um, well, this year, a quarter. We're basically a quarter away through the ride. <laughs> yeah, basically. So a quarter of the way through the ride. I think that there are people, especially since they're pretty much our age. Um, I just don't think like I don't think either one of them can have like a successful relationship. I just don't like it. I know people, I know that there are people out there that just like, and yes, I am subtweeting at some people, but like, I just don't think like there are people that just can't have relationships and they try their best and and I'm sure they mean well and they try to, but like, these are the types of people that will have like these super toxic relationships that everybody talks about on Twitter, like the face by relationships where it's super like argumentative and whatnot. It's like, well, if we don't have that kind of relationship, these arguments that lead into this drastic like sexual you know whatnot then i don't want it it's like no that's not like right that's not ideal nor is it normal or healthy no it's not healthy and yes it might be fun and it might be a fun relationship but like it's gonna crash and burn in in, like sometime soon it's just this is how it is and right it's not dependable it's not yeah like yeah okay yeah i never really thought of it that way that's pretty interesting and like Spike has obvious trust issues, and so does Faye. And Faye has like I just don't. I number one, I don't see them being faithful at all. And either, I could agree with that. Yeah. And definitely, like you said, not tender. So it's not. So what do you? All you have is just sexual tension, and that's just not the right. That's It'll really, just end up being nothing either way. Yeah. So great, you have sexual tension. Like, I mean, 
anybody can have sex. Right. And then honestly, at that rate, you end up hating each other even more. So congratulations. You you made it worse. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, like I, 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 it's fun to watch in a sense because it's just, it's so entertaining. Yeah. Because it's it's like a, you know, it's like watching two people that you know that are like, honestly being the third, like not the third person in like a, a, like a third wheel per se, but like watching two people in a group that have obvious sexual tension or whatever is super fun to watch. Is it like, yeah, it's, I feel like it's a primal instinct almost. You're just kind of like watching them, like, <laughs> like you guys can't communicate. Yeah. Like, I are real, will they, won't they? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like that's the very childish and like primitive nature of human beings. Yeah. But again, like, I don't, I think, I don't think that leads into positive, like, long term relationships. And we don't need to get into that, like, in that being no no but i was i just thought it would be interesting to speculate because yeah. I, I i thought about that frequently during the show i was like they would not work <laughs> yeah. no a jet is definitely the one that could is the only one that could do like a long-term relationship with anybody he, oh he said no <laughs> like he no said, i got bonsai trees <laughs> I got bonsai trees and a metal arm what do i need a woman for What's that? i thought it was wood it just looks woody to me don't say anything. I'm, 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 I'm gonna refrain. Cease and desist. He's got some good wood. Um, I tried. I really tried. I tried not to do it. Um, oh. Ed and I, I think Ed becomes a little bit more redeemable in those two episodes. Because they're like, Ed and I are kind of like the odd people out in this episode. They're just kind of yeah, because they're just chilling. Episode. Yeah. They're, they're really like, not doing much. But there's, I feel like there's a lot of focus on them. Mm-hmm. The next episode, I think episode 14 is where they, where um, Ed becomes cool, is the Bohemian Rhapsody one, where they do the chess master. Oh my god, chess master Vex! Yeah, chess master with, like, Ed does something that's Did we really skip cool. the one where they eat the mushrooms? No, not yet. That, is, uh, that is number 17, Mushroom Samba. Excellent. Alright, anyway. The one about chess is, was really interesting because I've been down with chess as of late you never played me back i know because i'm not in a position where <laughs> i'm mentally stable enough to play someone besides myself in chess <laughs> oh, you do not want to lose that much i just who says you're gonna lose i just know oh my god self-fulfilling prophecy has made its full circle in this conversation all exactly. right now that you know that it's self now that you know it's a self-fulfilling prophecy like now you have the chance to to play and to break the chains. Yeah, break the chains. You um, must break the chains. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I, I enjoyed that episode. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought it was funny because Ed thought I think Ed thought she won, and she might have just put him in in a check. She thought it was checkmate, but he found yeah. a way out of it. Yeah, I just I like that episode for her. It's it's fun. It's fun watching somebody like. I think that's where I really started to like her. Yeah. And it's nice because uh, that chess master is a good foil character for her too. Yeah. Um, the next one is about Faye's background, which we already talked about, so we don't need to go into that. Uh, the next one is Jet and talking about him as the quote black dog, which is what they call him. And there's like a I forgot what it because so Helsing goes over the concept of the black dog. Um, there's obviously the song by Led Zeppelin great tune yeah why what is what is the black dog ah it's an attribute uh a 
code for depression, which it like it does seem. I guess that makes sense for um, for Jet. His name is Jet Black, so yeah, Black Dog would be an obvious nickname for that. But like, yeah, also, I didn't know that that was an allusion to or a metaphor for depression. That's interesting. Now that puts that Led Zeppelin song into context. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Um, but Jed is definitely depressed. Oh, 110%. Anybody? No. You know what? Shout out to everybody right now who is a plant parent because (laughs) y'all damn well know plant parents are deeply, horrifically depressed. Jed is a plant parent. I'm about to be, I was actually going to buy some plants when I got back to my- All right, then I rest my case. I own them. You were considering. I have other friends who own plants. Just goes hand in hand. Bonzo. My mental dexterity is waning. Oh no. You gotta speed it along then. <laughs> well, you know it'll regain my attention. We're right. getting there. We're getting Mushroom Samba? That's the next episode. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Do you do you like I don't I don't think I've never heard of you liking psychedelics or being interested in psychedelics at all. No, I don't um I have actually never tried them. <clears throat> I'm really, really interested. <clears throat> but um, you know. Never tried psychedelics. No, I couldn't tell you anything about them. So tell me about mushrooms. So do you like portobello? Do you prefer portobello or do you like a different a variety of mushrooms in like say mushroom bisque? I like a good mushroom bisque. Honestly, like I'm not even actually I'm not even being facetious. I actually really mess with a, a mushroom bisque. No, dude. I don't know. Something about something about mushrooms is just weird to me. Texture of like so you'll take okay. psychedelic drugs in the form of ingestion. But and... they're dried. Here's the thing. They're dried. So they're more like a, this is really just, if you know, you know. To all the listeners out there, if you know, you know. It's more like a dried, stale chip. It's not like, it's, I don't know, something about the texture. I'm a texture eater. I don't like regular cooked mushrooms. They are gross. They are weird. Maybe I should dry them out. I don't know. And eat them as a snack. I don't know. I can't get down with them. And, like, people are like, oh, portobello burgers are so good. And I'm like, okay. I like mushrooms on burgers. I don't think I would eat, like, a straight-up portobello burger. good. I don't like mushrooms on their own. Like, my mom was eating, was, like, dipping cut-up mushrooms into, like, a dill ranch. I was like, mom. Are you okay? (laughs) Are you depressed? Like, is it, do you want to talk about it? honey. (laughs) Yeah. No, mom, no. Tim, please don't eat mushrooms like that. It's disgusting. Are you I'm a serial like, killer? <laughs> should I be worried? I haven't seen no. Dad all day. <laughs> Dad? <laughs> oh God. Probably heard me. He's gonna come upstairs. I know. He's probably gonna be like, "What? <laughs> what?" Oh, but Look, yeah, this episode. Yeah. So tell me about tell this. Me about you, this know you, you know what? You know what? I think that's what I said. Take back what I said about Ballad of Fallen Angels. Second favorite episode. That is my second favorite episode. This one was so out of left field for me. I was, you know, like, kind of reading my textbook and was, like, just listening at that point. And um, then this guy started talking about mushrooms. And I was like, oh, what kind of mushrooms? So, you know, I paid a little more attention. Mind you, next thing I know, Spike, this, this is the part that got me. <laughs> Jet, honestly, Jet, Jet's trip, in my opinion, is pretty realistic. Um, enjoying his time with his plants, talking to his plants, like you know, really, really rooting himself. Spike is going through a living hell of a bad trip. 
Like, he is, <laughs> he thinks he's climbing a, a never-ending stairway. That frog is so funny. I know, and sees that frog, and he just looks at it and keeps going, and Ed comes in there, and he's walking on the same step over and over and over again, and I was just like, oh my god, yeah, yep, that's it. <laughs> that's the tweet. That's, that is the tweet. Retweet, favorite quote you name it i don't know dude that was pretty funny to me because they're it was just all around relatable from every aspect because Faye was interesting too you know they say never go in the bathroom while you're tripping actually yeah because that's when shit gets weird dude mm -hmm. shit gets <laughs> like actually or or, or jokingly no shit get weird. oh shit <laughs> um it could be both depending situation dependent for sure um, I thought people experience like some type of yeah, food poisoning a little bit when they So mushrooms can make you really sick. Yeah, you're essentially poisoning yourself to get high. Um, if you throw up beforehand, I would I, I would like to think that you get higher, but I wouldn't really know. I don't get I don't necessarily get sick. I also am not the type of person to eat that much. Yeah, but you don't you don't do mushrooms. No. Who do that? Not me. No, not even. You wouldn't know anything about that. This is all just hearsay. This is all just like what people have told us. Yeah, this is all we're speculating. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. But yeah, I don't know. I thought they gave a really well-rounded representation of different types of trips on psychedelics. Mm -hmm. Um, who else takes it? Um, Faye. Yeah. Ein eats one, which is funny. I don't like that only because that's not what dogs do. They get that's anything, anything. If you're okay. Think of it this way to all the all of you listeners out there who might not be psychonauts um don't feed your dogs mushrooms don't feed your dogs weed put your shit in a lockbox because that representation of ein like getting all perky hunky dory from eating one of those mushrooms is completely inaccurate and it might kill your dog Oof. yeah um but yeah i don't know i thought it was pretty interesting and i don't think ed ate one but she fed one to ein <laughs> And I just thought it was the ending. I thought specifically was pretty funny too. Oh no, they all ate them because they were all hungry. They didn't have anything to eat, and they were. Uh, I didn't know if Ed ate one though, because she didn't even. They didn't even show her reaction. And another thing I thought was funny was that um, initially, when it kicks in, they all were like, they were like, oh. <laughs> like yeah, really, really hyper aware. Yeah. Super hyper aware, and then you just you know you got it. You got to hop on or hop off, dude. <laughs> There's. No heavy medium if you don't. Let's see what it does. And I think it kind of takes care of all of them. Yeah, no, she watches them and makes sure that they don't, like, have too horrible of a time. I know she spends a at least a, a frame watching Spike. Yeah. <laughs> and she just walks by all their rooms and stuff. I can't believe, I still think it was so funny that Faye was locked in that bathroom. Oh, she oh, that's why she was, like, freaking out? She, like, couldn't. Oh, my God, she was tripping balls, dude. Yeah. She was in this bathroom. Yeah. And I remember when... She first walked in, the room just, she shrunk, and the room just grew. That would be scary. I mean, they had to have been pretty strong. They only eat, they only, I'm, well, that's not, that's they, not true. They didn't you know. eat anything, though. What? Well, no, that, well, that, and the fact that, okay, so you can actually eat one mushroom, and it could weigh three and a half grams. So you could, you could split an eighth on one mushroom. So if you don't know how much they weigh, you don't know how hard, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably need a higher dosage. <laughs> well, I'm not being like... I know, but I'm just saying that's what you think until you eat that much, and then you're like, whoa. Yeah. 
Maybe I shouldn't. I want to experience the truths of the world, okay? Yeah, that, that, that was an excellent episode. And I thought it portrayed everything really well. And it was funny that that was the only thing they had to eat. And at the end, it was even better that the case that they had was full of shiitake mushrooms. Yeah. Which I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it's just like fake. It's just like actual mushrooms, not like <laughs> magic mushrooms. Not psychedelic boys. Not yeah. trippy boys. Yeah, they're trippy boys. All right, so episode 19 or 18? 18, Faye bets a lot of money on horse racing. She watches a tape of, of her as a teenager um, from a time capsule. She doesn't really recognize herself. Uh, wild like horses. Really for her. What? I feel like that was really traumatizing for her. I remember her getting really upset when <clears> she watched <throat> that and like the fact that she couldn't place her own memory was just really disorienting. And the fact that she was talking to her future self. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. She played it off like she doesn't care. And then she's like, oh, wow, I really care about this. Right. The future talk is what really got me. I didn't really understand how she knew she was going to be, or maybe, or maybe she made that to actually talk to her future self within the time frame where she was actually born. Yeah, probably. Well, I feel like a lot of people kind of do that sometimes. Is like write something to their future self, or especially with time capsule stuff. Like I hope everything's going well. You know, yada yada yada. Some people get super deep with it. And, like it hits them in the face. It's just gosh, gosh. Oh, like fake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, here's a big cheer from my heart, you know. Go you. Please do well. I love you. It's just like, oh, don't lose me. It's like, ah, gosh. Too late. <laughs> depresso mode. Initiate depresso mode. Plant parent mode. Go. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh yeah, she's, you see, just see her and Jet, like, you know, doing bonsai together all of a sudden. <laughs> um, next episode is 19, which is another episode named after a Wild horses. Oh, is this the one with the? This is the one with the cowboy. I don't like him. I did not like this episode. I think I think it's the one with the cowboy. Not a big, not a big cowboy gal. No. No. Because I'm just not a yee yee type of gal. Yee yee, you're an EBC. <laughs> I am. A, forget you heard of yee yee. Get ready for EDC. EBC, everything but country. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, I mean, it wouldn't make much sense for that episode not to be titled Wild Horses because the guy rides a horse indoors. It's not? I don't think it is. Uh, Reggie. Yes, it is. Hold on. Let me make sure that Reggie's the right guy. I think his name's Reggie. No? Not that guy. Who is Duhan? Miles... I just want to make sure this is the right episode. No, it's not the right episode. Which not is the, not the Cowboy no, Boy? It's not Cowboy Boy. That episode, I really like that. I actually like that episode. I did not get done with that one. I'm literally checking my phone to see what time pharmacies open until because I'm a plebeian and want a turkey panini. Oh, stop it. A turkey panini. Oh, no, no, no. It's 22. It's Cowboy Funk. Then what is it? What is this one? The, the one that hides explosives in teddy bears. Is twenty two. Mm-hmm. It's just a meme. The entire this one is a takes his monoracer and for maintenance and Jet and Faye take on a group of pirates who use computer viruses to terrorize cargo ships. Okay, I remember this one. I don't remember the one. Okay, yeah, go go ahead about this one. I don't really I don't remember this one at all. I don't really have much to say about this one. To me, it just kind of was. Yeah, it just was. It's a nice. It, so a lot of these episodes too are like nice showcasing episodes. It's good filler. It's like, I'll watch it, and it's fun, and I like it, but it's not, like, amazing. 
You know what I mean? I like I like the nitty gritty. I can't help it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And then there's Boogie Woogie Feng Shui, which is Jet's bird bike, which is email tries to find old equipment. Bowling discovers his grave. Who disappeared under mysterious circumstances? His daughter Mia Fa, an expert in Feng Shui, asks for his help finding a sunstone that can lead them to her father's location. I think her father ends up being dead, and she just takes him on a wild goose chase. Yeah, I, I I thought that one was. I enjoyed that one. I didn't really get. I didn't. I think it's funny how the episodes leading up to the last episodes don't really carry any weight. Yeah, like story wise, they're just. Like I said a couple minutes ago, they just are. They, like, establish a lot of the uh, relationships and, like, backstory and whatnot. Like, right, it's just, like, support information for people's personal lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, Cowboy Funk is just a lot of... Is, that's really just, like, a chase episode, you know? Yeah. It's fun. It's, you know, they have that dude that rides around on a, on a horse in, in the space, in space, space horse guy. Um... It's I very Western. <laughs> I know you don't like him, but it's very like. Let's see here. Yeah, go go cactus man. Cowboy punk. I like the Feng Shui one just because it gives Jet like more backstory. I like everything Jet. Anything that Jet has is cool. Um, he's relatable as like a person. I feel like he's more relatable than Spike is for me. Yeah, I personally, I like I said, I still feel like emotionally, I would have to, I would pick either, I would pick Faye. Mm. Oh yeah, so they they dress. So this is Cowboy Funk one. They dress up in um in disguises, and Jet dresses as a hippie, and they do like a just complete one eighty on everything that happens. Oh my god, uh, yeah, I like that one a lot. <laughs> yeah, so so you do like this episode with the Andy on the horse and everything like that. His all right, all right, all right, all right. Backtrack. Those are the same episodes. Yes. That was hard. Then that was really hard for me to follow. Yeah, it's definitely a mishmash. Because there was a lot going on if that was the case. I considered those to be two separate episodes. But it's so funny. It is, but he bothers me. Andy? <laughs> you know? The guy on the horse? Yeah, it's Horseman. Horseman? Amnesia, amnesia Horseman. He looks exactly like Spike. He's also 27 years old. And he's he just like Spike. a... He looks like a, a blonde Spike who rides a horse every day. It's like... It's, even, didn't Faye even say, well, I know why you don't like him. You two are exactly alike. Yeah, he's a rich, incompetent, self-centered, stubborn, and selfish body <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's part. He was a member of the Young Men's Cowboy Association. No, oh, wow, the Young Men's okay. Cowboy Association. <laughs> um, oh, he's slightly taller than slightly taller than Spike. He's six two, and Spike is uh, six one. We stand the tall kings on this podcast. <laughs> I do. I, I say we. Stand, we we stand the we stand the tall lanky boys. <laughs> yes. Um. And then I there's a specific song from that that episode that I like, but it's kind of goofy. Episode we're almost done. Episode twenty three. Uh, Amados arrests the crew. Fakers undercover to infiltrate Scratch, a cult that believes in achieving eternal life by digitalizing the soul and uploading it to the internet in order to collect the bounty on the cult leader, Doctor Landis. While Spike goes looking for a Jet and Ed, trying to track down Landis themselves. I think Doctor Landis is the doctor that suspends her in animation. I mean, I don't know. Dr. Landis. I don't think he... 
yes, yes, because there were there was discrepancy as to whether or not he actually existed. Yeah. And then that's when he comes up in the ship that we that we touched on earlier. Yeah. Where he um No, he's not the one that puts her in the suspended animation. He's not? I thought no. he was. No, that was oh, a, no, 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 no. This is the one. This is a this is a, a lot of um Ed, isn't it? Yes. This is that really psychedelic spiritual guru guy. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I don't really like this episode very much. I like this episode only because... <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> you like weird spiritual psychedelic stuff? Absolutely. Well, I do um, too, but I just it just wouldn't really creep me out a lot of it. Well, but the thing is, if you think about it though, like for me, as someone who's dipped... I mean, looking back... <laughs> this is embarrassing to admit, but... Um, mm-hmm. Base Nectar was, in my opinion, a cult following. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Much like Grateful like, Dead. He could, yeah, like some deadhead shit. Um, you know, that's why they called people baseheads. Same exact type of thing. Um, it, you really, it's really interesting to see how close spirituality can teeter on the edge of cults. You yes. know, cult ideals and cult cult formation and stuff like that. It's really, really interesting, and I think this does a really good job of portraying that because. You know, this guy's got followers. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't think they're doing anything wrong. They don't think that anything that, that they're doing is out of the ordinary. But, you know, from an outside point of view, people are like, you're brainwashed. You're insane. <laughs> yeah, I think like, and they try to do like, try to make it super mystical. And I think a lot of cults like, will try to, I don't want Oh, to cults say. thrive on the mysticism. That's why people, in my, this is my opinion. That's why people have an issue with spirituality because, you know, it has, it, like I said, it walks a fine line between cultist ideals and what it actually is, because I feel like, you know, cult, cult, cult settings really take advantage of spirituality as well as religion. Yeah. Well, cults are really just darker religions. I just keep putting You want to go into that? <laughs> I could. Oh, I could go there. I would love to go there. But, yeah. you know, I could. <laughs> For most of the things we've talked about today, I could definitely go podcast mode <laughs> on on religions and cults and spirituality yeah let's save that for another time exactly uh, that'll be another two hours of the podcast we're i mean we're closing <laughs> in on three here oh and then so let's finish this up so we got episode 24 where Faye. this is a kind of a heavy episode for Faye and ed i think this is like this is the episode prior to the ending, essentially, where Faye and Ed kind of, like, leave Spike alone a little bit. Like, Faye still... I think this is where Ed disappears. Oh, my God. That made me so sad. So, like, when they when they go back to her home, mm-hmm. like, her... Well, not her home, but her initial place where she stayed with all those kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she put, made me sad. And then she, she placed met her the body dad. on her father to, for people to find her father. And then they do. And just, she just stays with her father. Didn't like the portrayal of her dad, but can't blame her for, you know, I mean, shit, she grew up without him. Mm-hmm. And this is where Faye, like, tries to discover her past and just kind of crumbles. Right. Really everything starts falling apart. Yeah, like, everything's destroyed, so. Pretty good precursor for the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty depressing. Um, and it's just kind of like, shit out of luck in life. But I don't prefer, I, I don't know, anybody who knows me. Um, knows that I'm a huge dystopian type of person. I really yeah. enjoy sad boy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like a, a very good allegory for what Earth will probably be. Oh, you just had to go there. 
destroyed, and only the top tier people get to leave and go to Mars and stuff like that? Who would have thought? Not me. Uh, so the ending, The Real Folk Blues, which is also the ending of the name of the song ending for the show. Which is a huge jam. Which is a huge jam. I agree. I really like that song. I like all the music in the show, for the most part. So do I. <laughs> um, I mean, you want to start with the first, you want to start with the first part? I'll talk about the second part. Um, yeah. Give me a second to have my spontaneous recall. Recall. <laughs> I don't know why the beginning of this doesn't stick to me. Oh, yeah, this was badass, dude. Never mind. Okay. So we're talking about part one, correct? Yes. Oh, my God. So Faye actually links with Julia on accident. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, isn't it like in some weird cold like planet? Yeah, so I think, let's see. So, do 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 Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, so in the very, very beginning, um... <laughs> Shin, who is Lin's t- now now past twin brother, um, actually saves Spike and Jet. Um, so he's turned. He's a mole. Um, and then he saves them, which I thought was rather interesting because I I just kind of you know it was a plot twist. There was no mention of him prior, and he kind of just showed up. And I was like, wait, I thought this guy died, and yeah. it wasn't him. Um, and then. I mean, I don't really think any of the other stuff is of substance of substance until we get to Faye actually coming in contact with Julia. Yeah. Because at this point, honestly, I didn't know if she was alive or dead. Yeah. I didn't same. know what her status was, where she was at, um, anything like that. And we actually see a flashback from Julia here, which I thought was interesting, um, where Vicious is like basically threatening to kill her and um <laughs> he makes her do it he says that's your problem now you gotta go you gotta go figure this out which oh my god i don't know that was like really i was like whoa the shock value i will say the shock value for watching that the first time is pretty high <laughs> so i hope none of the people listening right now haven't seen it and didn't heed your warning because that that was a really intense part for me yeah and and dies in that part like sequence too when we'll, we'll get into that actually later but yeah, so post flashback, Faye. I don't know. Faye's just, you know, being a bitch. <laughs> Spike calls her up for help. She says no. Um, and then, ironically enough, in that moment, that's when we meet Julia. Like, actually meet her, confirm that she's still alive and chose to kill Spike herself. Then um, they hop in the car together, fight off all the folk, and they compliment each other on. Um, you know, holding it down and being super badass because that yeah. whole scene to me was super dope. Like super, super feminine power. Go yeah. women. Um, R.I.P. Andy though. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, so sad. But that was after they were all reunited. True. Julia, by the way, is named after the song "Julia" by the Beatles. Is she really? Mm-hmm. You know, so many interesting tidbits of information. Um, but yeah, so they thank each other. They get down with each other. They actually don't. I don't believe they see each other again. No. Um, they, she asked her to be her partner, but I think she respectfully declined. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then if you wanna, if you wanna hop in and talk about the end, I don't wanna butcher a beautiful ending. <laughs> yeah, so Spike and Julia pick up where they leave off, planning to escape the syndicate, and then Julia's killed. <laughs> so they pretty much, like, they fight the syndicate to a standstill, and then Julia dies. 
so that's a problem, obviously. And Spike's just like, oh, shit, well, I guess I have nothing left to live for, so I might as well, like, go after Vicious and go, you know, shoot him because Vicious escapes from his execution and kills the syndicate leader, so pretty much takes over the syndicate. So everyone's, everyone's dying. Like, this is a very, uh, uh, yeah, a very dark ending. Like, very, no, no one wins, essentially. He has his, like, final meal with Jet and is like, all right, peace out. I'm going to see you later. And then Jet's right. like, all right, I'll see you later. You know, catch up with me. Like, everybody who you know is going to die is just like, ah, catch up with me later. And then he goes off to pretty much fight to the death with the Red Dragon Syndicate. Um, his like Shin helps him, dies. Um, Spike gets basically kills everybody until he gets to Vicious, and then Spike kills Vicious. And at the end, I mean, this is there's a lot of action that happens, so it's hard to like explain it in words. But, like, yeah, this- I feel like it's a very action heavy scene. You would definitely have to watch that to really see what, like, really actually not see but understand what unfolds and how hard it goes down. Yeah, like this is very. This part is very Tarantino-esque. It's very like action-packed, lots yeah. of guns. <laughs> it's like set up backstory already of like everything that you need to know about this guy until his inevitable death. Um, which I would like to say is ambiguous whether or not he dies in the show, or um, because he holds up that finger gun at the end. He's just like, and all the syndicate members rush in after he kills Vicious and whatnot, and so you don't really know, like, he gets stabbed, but you don't know if it's a moral wound, number one, and number two, you don't know if the syndicate members kill him. I don't, that's what I was thinking, too. You know, honestly, I, you know how I have my my glass half-empty outlook on life at times. Um, yeah. I just assumed he was dead, because it just, it was more, it was more so inference from everything that had transpired and his type of luck. Mm. I would like to, I, I not like to believe, but I was led to believe that he was dead. I, you know, that's one of those things where, like, it's an ambiguous ending, so you can take with it what you will. Right, the open speculation. Yeah. But it's all part of the fun. I mean, like... <sighs> but I love to speculate. That's just how I am, you know? Yeah, and I think they do that on purpose. I think, like, I think it would have been better, honestly, if he would have just died while killing Vicious, if they would have, like, gone out together. Mm. Um... I like seeing him as the victor, though. I do. I'm Team Spike all the way, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, shitty, shitty life, shitty relationship. Shitty life, shitty wife. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was going to say that, but I didn't know if it was like, uh, it was too dark of a moment. Um, yeah. But no, truly, shitty, shitty life, shitty wife. And then his homie, you know, ends up trying to kill him. I probably would have just been like, yeah, I'm tired. Whatever. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I just think like once Julia dies... And, you know, he could, like, he can go after Vicious, but... What reconciliation is that going to be? Yeah, I just don't know, like, I think it's a good story. And to go into the ending, like, I think it's a good story. I really like Cowboy Bebop. It's like a character arc. He doesn't develop. Like, he does, but he doesn't. That's true. He's very, he's very, he's not linear. He's not, like, progressively linear. He's legitimately linear. Yeah. Like, he's the best linear character that exists. I'll agree with that. Yeah. I didn't even think of it from that, from, like, a character arc perspective. That's pretty, that's a pretty good observation. There's, like, dynamic and, what's the other one? Uh, static? He's the best, like, static character that I've probably have seen I don't in think anime. any of them developed. I mean, you might consider Faye developed only because she learns more about herself, but technically she yeah. didn't change because 
we don't know what happens to her either. I say Ed develops and Jet develops. Ed? Yeah, Ed matures. Respect. I'm just curious. I'm not disagreeing. I just I'm just curious. She matures. She like has like grows and because she has. Do you think she has more of a time and place mentality as it goes on instead of just yeah. being like off the okay. wall all times? Yeah, I think she has like a wits about her essentially instead of just being like straight crazy. All right, yeah, I can get, I can get behind that. I, 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 you know, now that you say that, I agree with with Jet because you know we really do see his growth from grumpy old closed off old man into can actually communicate with people and like maintain friendships and relationships with people that he's around. Yeah, and everybody in his past like seems to like him. That so is like, something. Yeah, that is pretty notable. I mean, with the exception of his. I mean, I don't want to say with the exception of his partner, because that did end respectfully, well, yeah. as respectfully as it could have. Yeah. I, I think he's just one of those guys that's like, I don't like dirty cops, and so I'm going to leave the police force, yeah. which is which is honorable. He's an admirable guy. Oh, but, like, he's depressed and, and whatnot, and he gets through that stuff with his ex-girlfriend, which, you know, whatever. And I just don't think, like, I think Spike built up so much of a life with the two, like, the two or three of them. I understand wanting to end it, and, like, it's more of, what's well, it's it's Shakespearean, in a sense, where it's not a happy ending, where, you know, you'd think he'd develop, but he goes out with a bang, you know? Yeah, it's that just really poetic stance of, oh, no, like, I've become too close to these people. I must, I must distance myself somehow. Yeah, it's a tragedy. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Like, this show is set up to be a tragedy, not uh, a good story. You know what I mean? It's a good story, but not like a happy story. Yeah, 100%. I don't know. I, As I said earlier, I that's the kind of stuff that I get down with. I'm not too keen on the happy hunky-dory stuff. A good story is a good story, no matter how it ends. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, we've gotten, we've definitely gotten through it. Jeez. Anyway, this has been the podcast. I, uh, I appreciate you guys listening and I'm going to